0: Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real. Real only gon' recognize, still. still, reckon I will.
1: Like we always do, with this time. I go for mine. I get the shine. Let's throw your hands.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't know how many times I could say it, but welcome to the KIRP Radio Show. K-I-R-P. Keeping it real with Pudgy Radio Show, baby. The number one black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States Online. We do it B-I-G. Shout out to all the listeners out there, all the supporters out there, everybody Who tunes in every week, shows us that love online via radio, whatever. We got L.A. in the house with us live tonight, 5 p.m. on the West Coast. uh, West Coast about it, AM radio, anywhere from 5.30 a.m. through 1,600 a.m. radio. If it's fuzzy, I can help you. You got to log in online and listen with us. And online, you can hit us up. You can hit us up. Excuse my language, hitting us up. What is a hitting up? Anyway, you can hit us up at www.kirpradioshow.com, or you can catch us on iTunes, baby. We are iTunes bound podcast. Look us up on your iTunes if you got it on, you know, if you got it on your computer or your iPhone or your Apple TV. We're BIG now, baby. We are moving on up. So if you're on iTunes, you can also hit us up. iTunes podcast keyword KIRP Radio Show. And we got other ways, man. If you want to log in and listen to us via phone, regular phone, phone line, whatever you want to call it, 619-638-8559 is the number. Make sure you hit one if you got a comment, and we will try our best to get you on. Sometimes I know you guys, but uh, that's when I got a whole lot of talking to do. And if anybody knows me right, they know I can talk a lot. And that's why the radio is such a success, I want to feel like. Not such a success because god provided for us so big shout out to christ man that's how we roll we christ rollers over here bible thumping constitution believing civil rights loving we are all of that and if you don't like that guess what you're on the wrong radio show too bad we get christ props over here baby anyway it has been a lot going on in the news uh we had a beautiful show last week we have a beautiful show every week you know what i mean we, we have a beautiful show last week and uh you know, 2012 has been a has been quite the year. I, I wonder, I wonder, is it has it been? It, it I wonder if the year has been so great because uh, on 12 12 12 it's supposed to be the end of the world. I don't know if you guys know about that. 12 12 12 is supposed to be the end of the world. You heard it here first. Give me props for that. I don't I don't claim to be God Almighty, but that's just some rumors that I heard that you know the end of the world was on 12 12 12. 12 so I couldn't leave y'all out. You know I'm, that give you guys almost a whole year. Almost 11 months and 3 days 4 days What's the day? The 8th? Yeah 4 days So we, you got 11 months and 4 days To get right Well not quite Well whatever it is December 12th it's supposed to be the end of the world. So that give all you guys who, you know, you like to get your party on and, you know, you like to play with God and do all this, that and the other. And then you try to come back and pick him up and, you know, get on his good seat and good side and all that. And you're just out here walking with no coverage every day. It gives all you guys a chance to get right. For real, for real. So 12-12-12 is supposed to be the end of the world. I don't know if it's true. I'm just reporting the news, baby. We got to report the news. So I'm reporting the news to you guys and letting you guys know when the end of the world is. You have not heard that anywhere before. You might have heard it on the rumor, but not on the radio. So I brought it to you first. Y'all give me, go to your Facebook pages and all this and that, and give me props for telling you guys when the end of the world was because I'm that dude. Anyway, it's crazy, man. We got a lot going on here. All my people out there in LA, BIG, shout out to you guys. My folks in Long Beach, I see you, man, in the LBC. Shout out to all you guys. Chowan University gave us some love. Chowan, we in NC this time, baby. Chowan uh, College, not University. Chowan College gave us some love. Livingstone gave us some love. Uh, even, ew, Duke University gave us some love. We got no love from the Tar Heels. I can't believe it. No Carolina love, and that's my squad. I'm getting love from Duke and can't get no UNC love. What's the problem with that? Shout out to you guys out there. Shout out to First First Presbyterian Church in, uh, is this Oakland. I don't know if it's Oakland, but shout out to you guys out there, First Presbyterian Church. I don't have anything else on you guys. All the people that emailed us out there, you guys are B-E-G in my book. I told you we do shout outs, so hit us up. If you got a shout out or you got to make a comment, we're on Twitter, at symbol K-I-R-P radio show. And if you want to talk to me and you got something to say or bone and pick with me, you can email us. K-I-R-P radio at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter, myself, personally. And I do respond, folks. I interact with everybody, and it's just all love. At Simple NC Pudgy, that's me. You know, throw your rants and your raves, and we can talk about it, and we can do this, that, and the third. You know, it is what it is, man. Right now, let me tell you guys something. Who's on the hot seat with a lot of people? My man. Well, not my man, but Newt Gingrich is on the hot seat with a lot of people newt gingrich said some things that a lot of people don't agree with we're gonna talk about it man because i want to know how the people feel about that i definitely want to know what the people think about it you know we i got i want some feedback i want you guys to tell me what what mr newt gingrich is it, what what he was up to what he was thinking how did, did it come out the way he meant it you know what what's the deal i want to know what's going on man there's a lot of people out here that's going off on Mr. Newt Gingrich saying he he's a racist and this, that, and the third, and you know, I, I feel a certain way. I'm not going to reveal how I feel right now. I ain't going to talk about it right now, but you know, I feel a certain way because, you know, Newt Gingrich, he says some things that kind of make me, and I'm, I'm scratching my beard. I'm, I'm growing a beard out, folks. I'm growing my beard out, getting on my freeway thing for you guys who know who freeway is, but yeah, I'm, and, and Newt Gingrich says some things and, you know, I just wonder, man, I, I don't know what to say. Okay, I don't know what to say. I'm going to get across that later. Matter of fact, me and my co-host, who who will be here real soon, we're going to talk about that later, man, because there's some crazy stuff that's going on, man. I mean, absolutely crazy stuff that's going on. And, uh, you know, Mr. Newt Gingrich is, is, you know, he's running for president on the GOP side. He's trying to do his thing over there. You know, and it is what it is, man. But, I don't know what to tell you guys, but tonight we got a special show for you, man. Just got to let you guys know who's coming through. I got my man, Mr. Ken Raymond. Ken Raymond is coming through. He's going to show us a lot of love. Ken Raymond is going to hold us down, and uh, he's going to give us a little bit of information. Ken Raymond is part of the Frederick Douglass Foundation at NC, always holding it down. And uh, this man is quite the historian. Let me let me tell you, if if you guys... Don't know who Ken Raymond is, what you need to do is look him up. K-E-N-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. He's on Facebook. Look his name up. He's got some stuff on here, man, that will completely blow your mind. He goes back and and he's in the history man. And this he I call him a historian. I know I know that he's not a, a quote unquote historian. I, I realize that. But I call him a historian because of the things that he brings to the forefront. It's quite amazing some of the topics that he that he uh, that he brings up and some of the some of the information through history that he gives us. and it's crazy man I love it it's it's you know it's very educational I appreciate what Ken does and uh, look him up man he's he's on Facebook K E N R A Y M O N D Ken Raymond Frederick Douglass Foundation leader one of the presidents with the organization I forget what county of my language I believe it's Winston Salem if I'm not mistaken and uh you know Ken's gonna come through and he's gonna drop some bombs. Let us know what's going on. Going to hold us down. Also, got one more special guest for you guys that's coming up, and w- which is my co-host. And uh, I got to let you guys know, the reason we broadcast an hour early is because we're live on the west side. Live on the west coast. Shout out to all my people on the west coast. But we're live on the west coast tonight. We're always live with D.C. for most nights. Um, we do repeat episodes every Wednesday night, same time, 8 p.m., and uh, you know if you missed the live broadcast, you can always podcast it on iTunes or podcast it on Blog Talk or on the KIRP Radio Show dot com website. Um, but another special guest that we have tonight is Alfonso. They call him Zo. Rachel. Zo Nation. You can you can hit up Zo, man. This guy is is uh, you can look him up on machosauce.com. dot com. He's quite the personality. Zo P.J. TV. He's on P.J. TV. has his own show on there called Zo Nation. Zoe is one of those guys who stands out way, way, way above the rest. And uh, Zo will be, to, be with us in about 30 to 45 minutes at most. Zo's going to come on here. He's, You know, he's the co-host, man. We're going to have him throughout the show. He's going to come on and show some love. He's got a lot of things going on. He's got an audio book going on. And uh, until he comes on the show or or throughout the show, we're going to play a lot of information uh, about Zoe, a lot of things that you guys can check out. And, uh, you know, that's who he is, man. Zoe's a great guy. I have to go in two minutes. I got to go to the 715 break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of Newt Gingrich, man, because I want to know even before my co-host gets here, even before my guest arrives, we're going to talk about a little bit of Newt Gingrich. But, you know, the topic of tonight's show for all folks who don't know. Is the GOP versus the Democratic Party and the black vote, not and the black vote, but the black vote. Who really cares about the black vote? I'm, I'm really curious about who cares about the black vote, because I don't know anymore. You know, if you look through history, you know that the Republicans did a lot of great things thus far as legislation for blacks that... People just don't know about and a lot of those I'm going to read Off here in a moment as a matter of fact when I come Back off the first break I'm going to read read A couple of those things off uh, Before I get into the Newt Gingrich thing And uh, the Democrats Say that They're the leaders Of the black community they say that They hold the key To a proper uh, uh, Black community and they have Been for the last 40 50 years Listen If they do they fell at it miserably, in my opinion. Um, I, I love the local NAACP chapters. The local people really put it in. They, they get in. They do a lot of work. They grind because they're people just like us They realize things, the disparities in these neighborhoods and these communities. I get that. I'm down with those people 1,000%, most of them, not all their views. I'm not saying that we share all the same views whatsoever because me, I don't share all the same views with anybody. And I don't believe that two human beings can't believe of the, all the same things 1,000%. I just don't think it's possible. But anyway, you know, I want to know what the black vote, does the black vote really matters anymore? Because to me, it looks like, well, not looks like, this is what it is. The Democrat Party, the NAACP, is really moving towards catering and reaching out towards a new minority in America. Almost the, number, the new number one minority. And we ain't talking about black folks. So... You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, man, and uh, we got to find out what the GOP has done because for the GOP to have been passing so much legislation representing black folks and doing so many things for the black folks or black folks in America, it seems like they still back and watch. I don't know. We'll see. After this break, I'll be right back, man. you rocking with the KIRP radio show. 619-638-8559 is the number. If you got a comment, make sure you hit that number one and I'll get you on as soon as possible. If you're on iTunes, shout out to all my iTunes listeners. Hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash KIRP Radio Show. On Twitter at symbol NC Pudgy is me at symbol KIRP Radio Show. Leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on. You rocking with the number one black conservative radio show Southeastern United States. We hold it down. All right. all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. That's Allen's Trucking, LLC, owner Brian Allen and B.A. Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That number is 919 426 five four five five again 5455 If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Without and hesitation. If money talks, I got my master's in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I wasn't young and been hungry, it's called Bunyan. You've been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must
3: be bungee jumping. eat out on my arms, three stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slippers, they better be Adidas. <laughs>
4: Light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the life of
2: Shout out to everybody out there. Gotta give a special shout out to our new advertisers and representatives over Adidas. Shout out to Adidas showing a little bit of love over here at the KRP radio show, baby. That is what it is. I love it. Anyway, um It's been quite the week for me, man. Yesterday, I um I got a confession to make before everybody in Radio Land, before, you know, all the listeners out there, before the whole wide world before all 200 and I think it, what was it last 12,000? I don't know. I think we were at 212,000 listeners and and I got to speak up about that, man. That's a, let me say we were at 212,000 listeners. Let me say it like that. Like I'm enthused because I was happy as hell when I saw those numbers and keep it, keep it 1,000. But, um, and I got to change that too. I keep, I keep saying the, the H word and I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to stop cursing and all that. I'm doing a pretty good job trying to stop cursing. And, uh, you know, until I get attacked by a bunch of liberal dams who start acting stupid like I don't know what reality is, but it is what it is, man. I'm happy as heaven. All right. How about that? That's the new word for everybody. Happy as heaven. All right? I'm happy. I was happy as heaven when I saw those numbers at two hundred twelve thousand. Haven't checked for this week. I'm sure John and the guy in the crew have, but I don't know what they are right now. I apologize, folks, but we're going to say before all I got a confession to make before all Two hundred and twelve thousand plus listeners out there that shows us love, and my confession is, I own slaves. That is, and they are my children. You <laughs> see, I keep it, and I know some people. Oh,
3: I can't believe he called his kids children. His 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 children slaves,
2: and oh, he think that's funny. And slavery was it, man? Shut up, okay? I'm, I'm like John Huntsman on that man. Just shut up. That's stupid. I my, I love my babies to death, man. But you know what? We got it in yesterday. Daddy cleaned out the garage. They raked some more leaves, man, against against the street and all that. Cleaned the garage, man, and and it was a busy day, man. The kids held it down. They always hold it down, but they definitely held it down on rolls all across the board in the house, man. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, I, one grade I didn't like. I'm not even gonna share that. I normally share the good and the bad, but I'm not even gonna share that this time because I, I'm I feel. A certain way about that I can't I can't even take it you know what I mean it, it hurts my feelings but my daughter got her first bad grade on a report card ever ever in life I'm talking about a straight a honor roll student and uh she broke my heart a little bit man but that's my baby it's all good she'll bounce back from it and it is what it is and uh I, I know what it is the battle of the books took all her attention man she's the second best reader in the class I'm sorry my bad in the school Second best reader in the school. So she's got a lot on the plate, man, with these AG classes and all that. So I understand. We're going to take away that E-pad. Okay, we're going to take away that MP3 player. Yeah. Mm Mhm. Yeah, right, baby? Yeah. I'm sure she's not in the head. Yeah, she already took that. My bad. So the E-pad is gone. The MP3 player is gone. And the battle of the books got to say bye-bye. I don't care if she is excelling at it, but it's taken away from classroom work. So battle of the books got to go bye-bye. It's all love. And uh, we got to fix that. But anyway, honor rolls across the board. The kids, my little slaves held it down. I don't care who don't like that word. Too bad. Kiss my butt. So my crew held it down. We got the garage cleaned out. They got the yard cleaned up. I got pictures of that. I'm going to post that, man. They enjoyed working. People rolled by and they blew the horn at them and they waved. And, you know, one guy walked by and said, you guys are having fun, aren't you? They said, no. And, you know, it was it is what it is, man. But Shout out to all my crew, man. And we did what we did. And uh, that's my confession, man. We got a lot lot done this week. And there was a lot of other things that were going on across the board, politically speaking, as well. And uh, a lot of people were talking about what Mr. Newt Gingrich said. And uh, here's what happens. A lot of you guys who have been commenting on different blogs about it, people who probably even written blogs didn't hear the full uh uh the full interview I'm gonna say the the fuel the full text. Let me just say that. The full text of what he was saying, okay? And uh now that I'm agreeing with it. Now I, I don't I don't agree with it because I, I personally know that not all black people are, are on uh welfare. And uh shockingly enough uh, what we don't realize is is way under 30 bl- black folks on welfare, somewhere around 26, 27 percent, if I'm not mistaken. So definitely under 30 percent, folks, blacks on welfare. But you hear it. You hear black people and welfare together in a sentence so damn often, so often. That people try to equate like every single black person in the world that works a job or when they're down and out they get on welfare and that's just a lie. Black folks aren't commonly on welfare. Anytime those numbers are under thirty percent, that that means one in what three, one in three people are maybe on welfare. Come on, man. Anyway, here's the, here's the comments because a lot of you people haven't heard a, a, a lot of you guys. And I know I said you people, damn it, but I'm talking about everybody who's listening to the show. So a lot of you guys out there in Radio Land haven't heard all the comments and the full text of the comments. So I'm going to play it for you so you guys can you, you can gather your own opinion and your own assumption about it. 619-638-8559. Hit that one if you got a comment. Here's Newt Gingrich.
5: Obama is the best food stamp president in American history. More people are in food stamps today because of Obama's policies than ever in history. I would like to be the best paycheck president in American history. Now, there's no neighborhood I know of in America where if you went around and asked people, would you rather your children had food stamps or paychecks, you wouldn't end up with a majority saying they'd rather have a paycheck. And so I'm prepared... If the NAACP invites me, I'll go to their convention and talk about why the African-American community should demand paychecks and not be satisfied with food stamps. And I went back and pulled up the exact language of the text. I think you have to be nuts
1: to read those two
5: paragraphs and conclude anything except that I was saying that every young American deserves the right to pursue happiness. Every young American deserves a chance to have a job. Every neighborhood in America deserves a chance to have paychecks instead of food stamps. And what I was saying, something, which I thought for a Republican candidate would come as a refreshing positive, which is I would be happy to go to the NAACP convention to talk about creating greater opportunities for all Americans. Now, one would have thought that suggesting that at the NAACP convention one might focus on African Americans as a part of that wouldn't be seen as insensitive, but a sign of some awareness of the history of that organization. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why having a conservative Republican who cares about young people having jobs should be seen as such a terrible idea,
6: or should be seen
5: as somehow a racist characterization. <laughs> that was that was new Gingrich, man. The
2: first part was. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I, I had to get my laughter out, man, because it's like the the let me, okay. First of all, the first part. Was the actual uh, full context of uh, what what uh, candidate Gingrich said, and the second part was the rebuttal that the following day uh, when he said he went back to that, uh, and that was January sixth. That was on Friday when he was actually saying he went back and I guess he read it and listened to it himself, and uh, you know so that's you know the, the press conference that he made after the fact or the words that he made after the fact. At the end of the day. <laughs> This is funny to me, man, because like politicians, here's what happened with politicians, right? They always make these statements because they try to get the crowd behind them. You know what I'm saying? They they they, they, grab, they grab the podium, they stand they stand firm, and they try to look so wonderful and speak so tough and so strong and so proud. And he grabbed the mic and goofed, man. That's what he did. He made a he put his foot in his mouth. Okay, Luke Gingrich put his foot in his mouth. And he said way too much. But the problem with me is that I feel like the man spoke from the heart. I really do. I think that part of that, made, made, part of what he said was probably taken out of context. A lot of people took it way to the extreme. I feel like I know what Newt Gingrich meant. But I also feel like I know what he said. And I feel like he said it from the heart. Going to a caller out of the 704 before I put my foot in the mouth. Call out the 704. You're the only 704 with us, baby. You don't know. Edward Pudgy. what's up?
0: What's up, kid? This is Larry Shannon. Hey, Larry, how you doing, my brother? I'm nice doing man. wonderful. Happy New Year's to you, man. Happy New Year to you, as, big brother. As most of you guys know,
2: I'm a Republican. Yes, sir.
0: Newt is a fool in the race. He's been one for years. <laughs> and everybody needs to wake up and realize it. He meant, he meant it from his heart exactly Dang the way it. he said it the first time. Mm-hmm. That's what he meant. He showed it with his little Barbie wife, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and, and I would I would work for the Republicans before I, if he if he was the candidate running before mm-hmm. I would see him get in office as president of the United States. Can you imagine what we'd have to put up with?
2: Man, this, no, you know what? I can't even imagine from Newt Gingrich. I can't yeah. even imagine because God knows. A comment like that is not presidential. Even if you thought that way, Larry, a comment like that isn't presidential, man. You don't you don't create that kind of controversy or make a comment that stupid to be uh, for people to take their own opinion from it and swear it whichever way they want. A presidential con- candidate is smarter than that, in my opinion.
0: No, but you know what you say in the back room and what you say in your home or what you say among your friends eventually is going to come out. You're going to slip and say it. Oh, yeah. I don't care where you are because that's what he believes. That's where his thinking is at. That's where his mind is at. That's where his heart is at. So I'm glad he said it.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm very, glad he put very the
0: spotlight good. on this self, you know, because I didn't like him from the beginning. Anytime yeah. you take one, you you, you you in the back rooms, and what they call that sideline trading, trading, yes, or whatever Inside it is, you know, and you get one one point three or one point six million dollars for Fannie Mae as a consultant. Come on,
2: Fannie Mae out of all people. Yeah, <laughs> come Mae.
0: on, come on, you know, and that's a guy, and that was that's a government run agency. So actually, as an elected official, he had no right to even do consulting work for them.
2: Ooh, see, we don't want to talk about people. Don't want to talk about that.
0: Why not? It's a, don't, need to talk about the truth. If we don't start getting the truth and start voting intelligently. Now, to be honest with you, and some people may you know, not agree with me, I would suggest that everybody take a closer look at Rick, Rick Santorum.
2: Uh-oh. What What do you mean a closer look at Rick Santorum? Give Give us a little bit of insight on that.
0: I happened to, to, to meet Rick uh, when I was involved with the NAACP and the Urban League and several organizations that was working for the county in um Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and he had us come to um um we were talking about faith-based organizations and the role they can play in the community right. and the government rick was open and was a good listener And he began to listen and take notes, and he began to try to do some work. But when you have so many people in the Senate that are against that type of thinking and that sort of mindset, there was very little he could do at the time. Mm. The guy has integrity. I know him personally. I know his family. Mm -hmm. I've met his children, and the guy has a lot of integrity. And I'm amazed that he's making it this far at this point, so maybe other people are seeing the same thing I've seen. And a lot of people in Pennsylvania have begun to see, especially in the faith-based groups.
2: Mm, I like that faith-based group. Yeah. You know what's crazy? He is—he is right behind uh, Romney right now. Mm. Romney seems to have have a, a, a substantial lead, but he's right behind Santorum's, right behind Romney, and uh, his yeah. campaign is taking the three sixty. And maybe people are paying more attention. One thing that I do know. As, as the more time goes on, more people keep putting their foots in their mouths, so they feet in their mouths. So what happens is that give it a little bit of time and this total election may, I'm sorry, this total primary may change again. I just don't know what's going to happen because there's a lot of people that's campaigning off of what they think the people want and not what's in their heart. And, and it seems that that's coming out more, the more, the more they speak, the more places they go, the more questions they've been asked.
0: As it should, but yes. also you have to realize that Romney had money when he first decided to come out, and he has a lot of backers. Watch Absolutely. that.
2: Absolutely. Well, how do you feel about Watch. that, though? McCain came out backing Romney. It, 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 everybody basically has backed Mitt Romney. What's up with that?
0: They probably lot um most of them probably really think like in their hearts the same way he thinks. mhm and have the same beliefs that he has. That's a dangerous thing.
1: Yes, sir. That's
0: what gets me nervous about the election. Like-minded people, even though they may say things on the campaign trail, but all that bashing and all that other kind of stuff. Man, I don't want to know what somebody else did. I want to know what you're going to do.
2: Yeah. And what your
0: plans are to make a difference.
2: That absolutely crushed Herman Cain with uh, what he had done or allegedly had done. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And, uh, you know, on, on a whole nother topic, let me ask you this question right here real quick. The black vote, because that's what the topic of the show is about. The black vote, GOP versus the Democratic Party. Who cares about the black vote, Mr. Larry, right now, my brother? Who who really cares about the black vote in 2012 when when only, again, less than 30 percent of black or four, 14 to 17 percent of blacks are voting? OK, And and those were record numbers under Obama, by the way. And, uh, and uh, how- but I
0: worked the polls during Obama, and um, I was one of the, um, what do you call those? Um,
2: a poll judge? One of the,
0: yeah, a poll judge at mm-hmm. the time. There were so many people that were coming in there that didn't even know how to say the man's name. Wow. They just told me that black man, now what's his <laughs> name, oh, something. <laughs> Where's he at on the ballot? And they were just pushing buttons. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the Democrats who work in the polls were going into the polls pushing buttons for them. They had no idea of any of the issues. And I understand that. I honestly understand that because we've been struggling and been fighting for what what we thought was justice at the time, equality, and to see a black man being able to, you know, make it to that level, there was a lot of pride. Mm -hmm. But now because the black community is still suffering at this point, I don't know if the pride has remained.
1: Wow.
0: So I don't know if you'll get those same numbers out. You know, it's they, those people were seeing hope. But, you know, when you see those people in the same situation, they're in, in some situations worse hmm. than it was the last time they made it to the pool. They were bringing busloads in yeah, from nursing people. homes and stuff, you know, and because uh, uh, they thought hope was alive again, you hmm. know and now they don't see any difference in their life, any change in their life, I think they've lost hope again. And they're going to go back to that same, uh, That uh, I, I stay on that, the way you think, your mindset is going. What, is what's going to be the cause of turning things around for you. Right. You know, and I think a lot of them have lost hope again. Wow. So I don't know if we're going to see them at the polls again this time.
2: That's sad, man. It, it, it's, it's sad that, a lot of folks are going to be lost like that because, you know, man, I, I okay, here's the thing. I, I think that everybody should vote, okay? And, and I always hear, in a lot of places I go, and, and I'm in some unconventional places, let me tell you. I'm in some places a whole lot of people listen to this show are just scared to go, okay? And that's just mm-hmm. me. It's cool. It is what it is. So I talk to a lot of people, and and from a street peddler to a professional, I get some of the same things. And now this is what's scary. And, and and one thing that I get of the same is that I'm not gonna vote because it doesn't really matter anymore. And yeah. I, and I'm, and that's not coming from uneducated people, by the way. This is coming from no. people who believed in the voting system, who voted traditionally all the time since 18. Now they're at the age of 35, 40 or better, and they're like, I'm not gonna vote anymore.
0: They've lost hope. But the thing about it, the only thing I can tell you, don't lose hope because too many people gave up their their lives. For you to have the right to vote. Amen. You know, I was in college at the time, and I was—I went to Alabama and a few other places to do voter registration, and I saw the hope in the people. They just had an opportunity to vote, but somehow, because of the electorate vote and all the other foolishness that goes on in the elections and in politics, people have lost that hope again and that dream. Mm. And that's one thing we just can't afford to do. We have to keep fighting because, like I said, too many people gave up uh, uh, some dear things, families, their lives, and, you know, we're getting beat, you know. And uh, too much was given up for us to just give up on it now.
2: Sure was. Sure was.
0: You know. So that's, up- that's the only thing I have. I'm a voter. I'm the only one voting. <laughs> 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 I'm with you, brother. I'll, I'll vote till I leave here, man. Until I go on to the kingdom, I will be voting. That's right. You believe that? And if Jeez. I get old and can't get there myself, somebody gonna take me.
2: I know that's right. Yeah, We're gonna bust you yeah. there, though. Not not on the yeah. bus. We're gonna make sure you can you can press the press the button by yourself.
0: You know something?
2: Right. E- even from what you just said, And that's the reason why I don't like straight ticket voting. And I, I know it's impossible, almost impossible to know information about every single candidate in, in a general election. I know it's almost impossible, but man, what can we do to be more informed as blacks and in the black community so far as voting? Because I, I don't know, man, I'm out here preaching to folks to read and research and get to know these folks and look into the history and their affiliations and what they believe in. I always tell people to vote with your faith, man. And a lot of constitutionalists don't agree with that rightfully. So I understand why they don't, but to me, it's Christ first and then Constitution next. Now, I don't know how a lot of people feel about that. They don't like it. But for people who believe in Christ, I always say vote with your faith first. And if you vote with your faith, there's no way in heck you can vote for Obama.
0: You know, you you have to really take that. You know, our churches are in the forefront. Because most of the time, if people don't do anything during certain times or certain times of years... They begin to go church. There is a responsibility to our religious leaders yes, in is. the church to begin to educate and begin to preach and tell the truth. You know, in our church, I remember they were doing through the whole thing, you know, um, Democrats registered Democrat and stuff. And I'm kind of bold, and forgive me for that. You know, when a girl got up and made the announcement, I got up and went right to the podium and stood next to her <laughs> and said, you have to remember the Republicans <laughs> are the only ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all of it Did you put out the finger like You know the one finger to say
0: excuse me When you went up there and No I didn't say excuse me Because I go in boldness The Bible says you go in boldness When you begin oh, It's time to educate our people And keep them out of the dark Sure You know yeah. And that's exactly what I did I got bold wow. And nobody corrected me So I felt like it was alright My pastor didn't call me for a meeting Nobody <laughs> else called me for a meeting Because I was waiting for that I wanted to meet you know, <laughs> don't hold on, look, get let, one me, side let me, save, the you, truth. Let me uh-huh. save you.
2: Though real quick, you you know why you didn't get him to call into an office or nothing? Because you know what everybody said. What brother Larry crazy? Brother, yeah, that... brother Larry crazy. Don't mess with brother Larry because brother Larry they they didn't invite you because they, they didn't want you to go off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the church, listen. I don't care where you are, man. The school, the job. You can be on the street at the park, you can be the baddest person in the world, a gun toad, a gunslinger. Nobody, not even the pastor mess with crazy people. So that's why I ain't call you in there. They mess with crazy people, man. No sir. Brother Larry say I'm crazy. Hey look, I'm telling you what they say. <laughs>
0: I'm just no, I just hate. believe in the truth. I <laughs> believe in treating people right, you know. Sure. And right. I just got to think because I have to go to a board meeting and it happened to come some kind of coffee shop. That's what I'm left. I just get an email from a, a, a gentleman who happens to be white from Mississippi that had been insulting me for three years. Wow. And I kind of told him, don't do it, you know, don't do it. And it was one time the doctor gave me medication, and I was at a board meeting, Uh and I was telling them that they owed me, you know, money, and I was trying to explain (laughs) why. And I said, well, we can cut the cost down the middle, Mm -hmm. you know. And I said, because it doesn't make sense for me to have to take you all to court, because that's still my money, too, because I'm one of the homeowners, right? Right, right. He said, well, do what you want to do, Larry. I wanted to beat him up, so I did.
2: (laughs) I told y'all, Brother Larry, is crazy, did I? See? See? That's why the past ain't called him in the office. <laughs> it
0: is. Look, bro, Larry he invited me. He said, Larry, do what you want to do. I said, okay. And is. I did. You beat the man yeah. up? Huh? I sure did. Went oh, to court and paid the little fine, explained that he can't disrespect me, and I wouldn't care who it was or where it was at. You know, when you disrespect me, I've given you a warning. And my limit is three. I'm going to warn you three times. <laughs> and if you don't get the message, I'm not going to warn you no more. Oh, you know, Lord. This, that's the way I was raised, though. You know, My mother yeah. would tell me something once, and she would tell me something twice. Now, if I continued to be hard headed and not do it, she'd wear my little butt out. Bet you What's she out. never had to worry about me doing it again.
2: <laughs> wow. You know. Brother Larry, off the hook, man. But one, th- one thing I can say, my brother, is that you stand firm, and uh, I read a lot of your blogging, and, and what you say makes perfect common sense. I wish a lot of people would pay attention to that, man. we got to get you on the show so we can talk about what you're doing politically out there. And uh, we can put the word out to folks, man. And maybe, maybe, maybe we can get a change and get a lot of people back out to the polls, voting the way they know is right based off what they've researched and not what what they've been told.
0: But, you know, that becomes all our responsibility. too. Let's start with our families and start in our communities and stuff and begin to share information. And it doesn't take an argument. Because it's all right to disagree, you know, with somebody. But bring some facts to the table and begin to show some things to people around you. Man, I'd be with young people all the time and be giving them information, you know, and ask them, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? How is this affecting your family and your situation now? What could be done to make it different, you know? So I'd be having them trying to think, Yeah. Trying yep. to think about what's going on so you can make an intelligent decision when you go in there. Because if I don't know you and I don't know anything about you, I just don't vote for nobody in that <laughs> in that area.
2: Vote for P. There
0: it is. N-T-P.
2: <laughs> there it is, man. Brother Larry, okay. I appreciate you calling, my brother. And uh, be blessed, man. Hope you, you, man. Hope you call in more. And, you know, I'll see you soon. I'll be in Charlotte doing some stuff around the DNC time. Got to be out Fantastic.
0: there. Fantastic. Gotta okay. be out there, and you know All if right. you need, you know if you know you need a place to stay, there's plenty of room here.
2: I'll be looking you up, brother, because hotels will be high around that time. I know. Uh,
0: okay. Hey, All right. I'll talk to you later.
2: All right. You too. Be blessed. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number, folks. Make sure you hit us up. You know it, it is what it is. KRP Radio Show. That's how we do it. We do it big. We don't waste no time. We don't procrastinate. We hold it down. Uh, uh, Newt Gingrich, folks, is something that we've been talking about. Mr. Newt Gingrich, and uh, what we want to know is how you feel about the comments. I'm going to a caller out of the 314, and uh, I'll just let you make your comment. Caller, you on the air with Pudge, What's
7: up? Hey, how you doing tonight?
2: Good, good, good. How are you?
7: I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm going to make some reference to a couple of things. First, I don't think uh, Newt Gingrich's comments was racist. Uh, I mean, blacks.
2: Speak your mind, brother. You ain't got to hold back world. here. <laughs> turn turn if, if you could turn your, I'm, I'm getting e- an echo feedback. Could you turn the, your radio? Are, are you on the radio also, or just? I'm a, on a,
7: no, I'm on a telephone.
2: Oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting some feedback there, so I don't know if you have something in the background up, but if, if so, could you turn it down for us?
7: No, I don't have anything on really.
2: Well, go for it. Brother. I guess it's just one so, of those so things, you, but um. You don't feel like Newt Gingrich's comments were racist, and and, and tell us why.
7: Well, making making the comment about food stamps, Mm -hmm. I mean, why is it that uh, Blacks get so emotional on the subject of food stamps, welfare, Medicaid? And those are programs for those who are at the very bottom. At what point in time do we want to get up from the very bottom? is question well,
2: that I I I understand where you're coming from. I, I think that uh I think that people got emotional about this conversation is first off why did he have to equate that to only blacks when there's only I don't think he knows the percentages. Um there are a whole host of folks right now we're spending more money on with the welfare system with minorities than we're spending uh, and I'm not even talking about illegal immigrant minorities. I'm not even talk, I'm not even talking about black folks. So why was that addressed? Why was that directed towards blacks at that time from a presidential candidate?
7: Well, as as an ethnic group, blacks, a large proportion of African-American black population is on food stamps. Uh, in some metropolitan areas, it may be as much as, as close to 70%.
2: Overall, and, 27% to, to be uh, right on right on right. And over 70%... Of illegal immigrant minorities are on the welfare system, so if you 're looking at it from terms of budgets or you're looking at it in terms of money i just, I just think it was out of hand i don't i don't i don't like how people always equate welfare to blacks only as if it's something that we own and and i trust me brother i 'm an advocate for restructuring those entitlements I, man i I think that they should be totally- restructured I think they should be redone and outlined and really looked at really closely because it creates a lifestyle for people and not a dependency, not not something that you could get on and improve yourself from because it's not structured that way. For someone working a job and on the welfare system living in public housing, you can't even save $3,000. What is $3,000 for somebody who's at the bottom of the barrel of the economic system in the United States? You know what I mean? So those are things that need to be looked at. I think it needs to be touched up, and I think it needs to be fixed. But one thing that we all know is that if these things were fixed, there would be no argument anymore. There would be a well, lot know, of people that have to get up and work.
7: Funny, it's work. funny we was talking about this subject because on the uh, I attended a forum called St. Louis Hunger about the numbers, and it says here that uh, one in six Missouri residents receive food stamps. Mm-hmm whereas one in three St. Louis residents, which are predominantly black, receive food stamps. Mm -hmm. So that is totally, you know, kind of ludicrous, the way uh, we have to depend on food stamps. Uh, It's the same argument when we hear the word minimum wage. We're so oversensitive. You know, when do we get to the point where uh, we pull ourselves away from these type of social programs. Now, granted, social programs are needed when people are flat on their back. Sure. sure. You know, but uh, we depend on those all the time. When you look at the statistics, and statistics are just like if I don't know when the last time you went to the doctor, but the doctor took your <laughs> blood pressure, your, yeah. your heart rate, and all this. With well, those statistics, and they measure them accordingly sure. in order to be able to find out something that's wrong with you. Well, the same thing with our statistics our is statistics dead bottom. Uh, you mentioned about the vote, black vote at a national level is non-relevant at this point in time. Right. A lot of things brought that about. One which really done us in was between 1973 and, and 2005, black women aborted over 18 million babies.
2: Mom, preach, brother, preach. You can talk about that all day with me.
7: You Two got over one population. million car- You got over one million incarcerated uh, black males. And one of the reasons why come black youth today don't have anything to to build off of is because the former uh, black generation didn't leave them with anything to build off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, black leadership has been horrendous. Blacks vote lockstop for Democrats. Uh, blacks get the type of uh, politics that they deserve, or should I say that which they pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have no politician that uh, somebody else bring to you to vote for you Vote for them, you expect you just sit back and see what happens. You have to come up with an agenda, you have to choose somebody to take that agenda to the state house and work to make that come into fruition. And you got to fund them and provide their candidacy uh, expenses. And if they don't do uh, what they're supposed to do, then you pull the rug out from under their feet. Well, you know
2: that 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 really answers you know a question that you said earlier. I think one of the problems that uh uh well you asked you know when will black people learn basically when will we rise up and and get off and stop depending on these things? Well, one thing is is that traditionally we have like you said before from since nineteen seventy two or nineteen seventy four when it really made a huge difference or seventy six a lot some folks will say, but uh we have voted traditionally democratic and we 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 our leaders have been folks like the NAACP and the ACLU or ALCU or whatever they call parma language I can't think straight right now but uh a, a lot of the things that we have suffered from have been at the hands of those black leaders who haven't done anything to help those communities i mean you know we all know As citizens of the United States, we all know that our voice is very strong, but it's ignored all the time. And that's from all communities. The government is at the point now where they do what they want to do when they want to do it, and they paint the picture and they force us to look at it for what it is. We don't, we, don't any, we don't any longer have a choice in the matter of what we want. Once our representatives get elected, they do what they think is necessary and what they think is best for the people rather than listening to what the people are saying. So that's the whole problem with the black community, man. Our representatives have been doing what they think was necessary, and a whole lot of that, what they think, has been lining their pockets instead of actually taking care of the community. One thing that I always talk about and that I always like people to understand is look at what I call traditional black neighborhoods, okay? Traditional black neighborhoods were predominantly all black neighborhoods, and they all were not poor. They were working-class neighborhoods where they did a lot of bartering and trading. But if you look at those neighborhoods today, you see stores that are owned by immigrants right beside the house that you were buying buying your property from. Now, I don't understand. I'm sorry?
7: That's the biggest economic terms you ever seen when you got immigrants that come from 12 times on away and take your, your discretionary money away from you, That's why your children don't have a damn thing to build off of. That's
1: right. You mentioned the
7: NAACP. The NAACP, uh, for instance, when they filed suit against these uh, Philadelphia school district because they wanted to sponsor charter schools, something that predominantly a uh, number of blacks won't. It won't yes. school choice.
2: Yeah. Well, they painted it in
7: North Carolina.
2: They painted it like, oh, they're trying to take money out of the school budget. We had William Barber, and I refuse to call that man Reverend out here, but Mr. William Barber out here, head of the NAACP, chairman in North Carolina, he's running around telling folks how charter schools aren't this, and the Republicans are trying to take money out out of the school budget, and they're trying to destroy the school system, this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, his child goes to a private school. So I... Listen, man, here's what's happened to the black community. Our leaders have abandoned us, have abandoned us for whatever you want to call it, the new minority, which are are the Mexican-Americans right now or just Mexican or illegal immigrants right now. They have abandoned us for that so they can get the vote. You know what I mean? It used to be black people that they preyed upon, but if you look at this voter ID bill, and I went to the NAACP website because that's a stickler on my side. The picture is not, you know, they got a picture on there. They said 1970, whatever, they were doing this, and the women's rights bill. They didn't want women to vote. And then they had an ID, and it was like, this is what they're doing in 2012. Now, that picture was of a Mexican man. Okay, or a Spanish man. So
7: I'm I'm going with it. And what's so hard about going and and getting a picture and getting the proper documentation so you can vote?
2: There's nothing wrong with that.
7: There's nothing hard with that. I mean, you got plenty of time, and if, if it was an issue, then they need to have a drive like rather than have a drive like uh, get out of the bushes during the time when uh, the first bush was running, NAACP was running around town with bull horns and all that kind of stuff, telling them, let's get out of the bushes and vote bush out. Then they should have a drive like that and spend money in order to get people registered so they can have the proper documentation so that it's not an issue.
2: Sure, but
7: that's they don't want to no do it that
2: They don't want to do it that way because the more informed we are, the more informed people know about things, the more information that they gather and learn, they would definitely not be voting Democrat all the time. I'm not saying all Democrats are evil. I'm saying their platform is very unnecessary for the black man. And I'm not not some pro-black speaker. I love my people. It is what it is. But at the end of the day... This is the community that I live in. This is the community that I'm involved with. This is a community that I know like the back of my black hand. So I can speak on this community before I can speak on the white community. And I deal with all sorts of people. Everybody would definitely tell you that. So I don't know where we're gonna go. I don't know what's gonna change, but I do know that. For
7: Newt Gendry. before yeah, it's Newt. Newt now, Newt, Newt. is is a, is a continuation of of George Bush policy. I think that Ron Paul would be the best candidate as far as creating, uh, satisfying this monetary problem that the United States and this debt and so forth, because you cannot, uh, well, first place, the U.S. and U.S. citizens might as well get used to it. You are going to drop down at least three levels on the world scene. Mm
4: -hmm. You're going to
7: have austerity, it's going to really come this uh, 2012 and the things that you used to, you, you people up there in the Northeast and the defense contractors, havens, you better go find you something else to do because that ain't going to be the norm no more. The things that permitted the United States to get first on the uh, world scene along with her NATO posse, you know, the world <laughs> is hip to this stuff, and it ain't going to go over it no longer. It's a whole different ballpark out here. The seat of uh, There's going to be a transfer of wealth A a transfer of power is coming And it's going to move away from the west It's moving to the east And it's going to head back down into the southern region of the country Back into Africa And South America and so forth You and I may not live to see that But Mm -hmm. some things you just can't change It's just going to happen that way It's the will of something
2: Wow All I can say is uh, we do what we do while we're here man and, And you know keep informing people and letting people know, but, you know, know, that's life, you know, that's life.
7: And one other thing, you know, in 2008, black vote made a difference for the Democratic Party in only six states, people, six states. Democrats won North Carolina by 13,700 votes. Wow. During the uh, midterm, they could not carry those states. Now, I'm, I'm not sure about North Carolina, but I know that they... Uh, Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, and Maryland was the only states where Democrats needed black vote. All the other states that could have stayed at home, it's just that bad. Mm-hmm. It, the electoral count would have been 269-269 between Obama and McCain, and mm-hmm. blacks had not gave that extra 96 uh, electoral votes by giving them those six uh, states. That's a fact. I like the electoral I like the electoral college because uh if you didn't have it then politicians could spend ninety percent of their money in states like uh New York and California and possibly one vote. other states right and and win it by the populist vote. So uh the way it is now you got to spread that around and uh you know, it works pretty good. Our caucus is a voice of the agriculture base. The New Hampshire caucus is a voice of the defense base, you know, people mm-hmm. that work for defense contractors. Mm-hmm. When it moves back down toward the east, you're going to have the voice of the government workers uh, that's base. Right. That's right. Yeah, so uh, that's how it goes.
2: That's some information for you listeners out there, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. My brother, I wish you the best, and blessings to you. Hope you can call back again one Sunday.
7: Yeah, keep up good work, man. I really appreciate it.
2: No doubt about it. Thanks for calling in and also we got our, you know, our special guest Alfonso Rachels coming up soon and my man Ken Raymond. So make sure you stay tuned for that. There it is, folks, man. That is what it is. Uh 619-638-8559 is the number press 1 if you got a comment. But we got to go to a commercial. I got a couple of callers on here, man. 336-213-804, I'm sorry, 802-704. We got a bunch of callers, man. You guys hang with us. I got to go to a commercial, but when we come back, my man Ken Raymond will be on the line with us, and my co-host for the evening, Alfonso Rachel, will be coming up really soon. You're listening to the KIRP radio show, the number one black conservative radio show in the Southeastern United States, baby. That's how we get it in. That's how we do it. Going to commercial. We'll be right back.
3: America, the NFL, and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org.
2: For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. That's Allen's Trucking, LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919 426 Five four five five again nine one nine four two six five four five five. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make
8: sure you contact
2: Allen's Trucking
8: LLC. Nine point eight ounces is nothing. Nine point eight ounces is everything. It's the difference between empty bleachers and packed houses. It's the difference between showing up and taking over. It's the difference between JV. Stop and VIP. Because the difference between nothing and everything is 9.8 ounces. The difference is the Adidas old Crazy Light. The lightest ever. Available at Foot Locker.
2: Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do... Make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 2-1-4-6-4-2-7. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques. 336 214 7 And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336 675 4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season.
1: So it's 3708, okay. uh, paper, plastic. Plastic.
8: That's the magic word. What? Green police. <laughs> you picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, plastic boy. <laughs> Battery. Battery!
5: Battery. Let's go, take the house. Come on. Put the rind down. Sir, <laughs> sure. that's a compost
8: infraction. furniture. Uh-oh. Do you install these bulbs? no
3: yeah. Tragedy strikes tonight, where a man has just been arrested for possession of an incandescent light bulb.
5: What do you guys think about plastic bottles now?
8: The water yeah. setting is at 105. Now.
5: Yeah.
8: got a TDI here? Clean diesel. You're good to go, sir. Good
5: afternoon, officers. Are those foam cuffs you're drinking from? Yeah. Can please step out of the car and put them on the hood?
2: Science of success when you drink Dr. Pepper slow, the 23 flavors taste even better. For me, slow always produces a hit. That's a side thing. slower, better. Trust me. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, folks, to the KIRP Radio Show. Five-minute commercial roll. I know you guys ain't used to that, man, but uh, it is what it is, man. We got to pay some bills, and y'all pardon me from that green police, man. It ain't no, uh, this is no, uh, uh, Van Jones. (laughs) No Van Jones on this side, man. It is what it is. We got to pay some bills so we can bring this show to you guys. So, you know, they'll probably pull this ad soon, man, but I ain't trying to hear all that. Anyway, uh... A lot of things going on, man. Beautiful show. You guys know the topic, the GOP versus the Democratic Party, the black vote. Who really cares about the black vote and does it really matter? That's the topic of the evening. But before we come on, I got to introduce the co-host of tonight is my man, none other than Zoe. My man Zoe is on the air with us. Zoe, what's up, baby?
3: Nothing, man. I don't care about none of this stuff. I'm tweeting. (laughs) You do?
2: I believe that too. I can hear it. Call me back, (laughs) (laughs) man. What's up, man? How you doing this
3: evening? I I am well, sir. How you is?
2: I'm 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 is good. I'm perfect. I'm platinum. (laughs) I feel good right now. Um, On the show live, feel good. Have my little slaves out there, y'all helping me out, working. People are going to be touching. Right, they go, right. So they're going to send me so many uh, uh, emails on that. I can't believe you called them children some slaves. I burnt them. I bought them, paid for them because, you know, we had to pay the doctor <laughs> when he delivered them. And, you know, it is what it is. And the government ain't paid for them, so they don't own them. They mine.
3: That's <laughs> what I'm talking about.
2: How about mm-hmm. that? Um, you go to church today? Yes. Yeah, cool. Shout out That's to That's right, man. I,
3: I, I can't hang out for too long because I got to go hang out with Jesus a little bit.
2: Ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right? We're going to bring in <laughs> Ken Raymond, too. Ken, we're going to bring in Ken on the line with us too. Ken, how you doing, bro? i
9: doing fine, buddy. How's it going?
2: It's beautiful on this side. How is it on your side? Oh, it's
9: very nice. It's very nice. Having a good
2: time. Man, the weather in North Carolina, I think we skipped winter. We had just a couple days of winter, and I don't know what's going to happen later on, but it, the weather was
9: platinum. Yeah, it's,
2: it's been warm
9: out of here. It's been like in the mid-50s. You know, we had a few days... Uh, in
2: the twenties last week, but then it went right
9: back up to fifty.
3: Yeah. I got I, I'm not complaining though. I'm
2: not complaining. Nah. Not me either. So what you think, man? What's the weather like over there?
3: Are both of you guys in uh six one nine? Like what area of six one nine are you guys in?
2: Uh well yeah, I'm in the three three six. Six one nine I the,
3: called. Yeah, you oh, call okay I'm calling the block okay. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. You. That's I got you. Good. Well, look, but to, to answer your question, answer your question, As far as the weather goes, it almost felt like we never even had a summer. At least in, in my neck of the woods, man, it was the the weather was was just even tempered the whole way. The weather, really, the weather hasn't changed here in about seven months. Uh, summer was relatively cool, <laughs> and this winter was kind of just on the warm side. So,
2: right. I need to be on that side. I love it over there. Anyway. <laughs> love yeah. it, fellas. I gotta I gotta play something, and. uh I don't know, you know, in the first half of the show we played it And I'm sure a lot of people felt a certain way Anyway, introducing Newt Gingrich Obama is (coughs) the best
5: food stamp president in American history More people are in food stamps today because of Obama's policies Than ever in history I would like to be the best paycheck president in American history
1: Mm.
5: Now, there's no neighborhood I know of in America where if you went around and asked people, would you rather your children had food stamps or paychecks, you wouldn't end up with a majority saying they'd rather have a paycheck. And so I'm prepared, if the NAACP invites me, I'll go to their convention and talk about why the African-American community should demand paychecks and not be satisfied with food stamps. And now i went back and pulled up the exact language of the text. I think you have to be nuts to read those two paragraphs and conclude anything except that I was saying that every young American deserves the right to pursue happiness. Every young American deserves a chance to have a job. Every neighborhood in America deserves a chance to have paychecks instead of food stamps. And what I was saying, which I thought for a Republican candidate would come as a refreshing positive, which is I would be happy to go to the NAACP convention talk about creating greater opportunities for all Americans. Now, Uh one would have thought that suggesting that at the end of the ACP convention, one might focus on African Americans as a part of that, wouldn't be seen as insensitive, but a sign of some awareness of the history of that organization. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why having a conservative Republican who cares about young people having jobs should be seen as such a terrible idea, or should be seen as somehow a racist characterization.
2: It's New Gingrich.
5: Everybody's talking that's about it. Yeah, New. That's New. That's Newt. I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead. Hey, you know, I I, go I, go. G- I gotta say, go man. Ahead. You know, I've I've met I've I've met uh I've met New Gingrich, man. And uh, you want to talk about a dude that's real comfortable in his own skin? You know, it's like <laughs> he don't put up no fronts. He don't put on no airs or anything yeah. like that, man. When you meet Newt, you know, Newt is Newt. You know, he he's 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 not a plastic dude at all, man. And uh, you know, I gotta give that to him. I mean, there's some things that I disagree with him on, you know, but just you know, person to person, man, ain't ain't, ain't nothing racist about Newt. And for uh for them to come with that charge, uh, you know, they they've been trying to you know, every time you mention the word food stamps, you know, uh uh the Afrocentrics, man, they start getting all wild about it and they try to uh, associate it with racism. I saw this one thing uh where they tried to accuse Republicans of uh uh accusing uh, uh, they tried to accuse Republicans of uh, making a food stamp dollars that had all, you know, the, the free fried chicken and free Kool-Aid and free all this and free all what? that, right? And they said, look at these racist Republicans do that. It turns out, man, that, that, that coupon, that so-called food stamp was circulated it was created by a liberal, and I have been to this liberal's website, man, and his website is called uh, Please God No. This dude is a filthy, disgusting liberal. I'm talking about this dude likes to have contests where people post their pictures of their own feces and ah, pictures of other people having sex with each other. Ah, this is the dude who created that coupon. Yo. oh Hello? No, go
2: ahead. You're good. You're good. Also,
3: oh, man, did I talk? Did, I, did I wear out? Did I wear out the kill bites in the phone, man? Trying to talk too much. <laughs> I like, dang, I used up all my minutes already, just blabbing at the mouth. But anyway, but yeah, man, it's it's just the projection, man, and and the uh, and that huge chip on their shoulder, man. It's it's it is so oppressive. It's, it's like y'all got to understand, man. It, it ain't anybody else but y'all that's really waging This oppression against us, man. And, and it really needs to stop.
4: It's
2: oppression. That's for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm, I'm sick yeah. of it either way. Ken what you think about it?
9: Well, uh, two things. Um first of all, in that first first part of that tape, uh, where he talks about food stamps going up under yeah. Obama, that's true. Food stamps have gone up, uh, but the problem with the problem with uh, what he said was he should have stopped right there. He should he he should have just stopped right there. Uh because Right after that, from that point forward, he responded according to a general impression that's out there in society, and that is most black people, most in the black community are using food stamps. So he responded according to a general impression that's out there. Mm
1: -hmm. So he should have just
9: stopped. You know, at that point, says, yes, food stamp use has gone up, and I will turn it around. And maybe not even brought the black community into it, but um, he should have just stopped right there you know, and said something like, uh, we'll turn it around. We'll get more people off of uh food stamps to get my paychecks and left it right there. He would have been a lot better off.
2: Why, why doesn't, uh, anyone, uh, talk about the minorities. The, the, okay, let's, why doesn't anybody talk about immigrants and, and welfare period? Why isn't that a big topic? Because it's a huge problem.
3: Well, it's, it's a huge it problem. uh, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I, I didn't know the question was directed to her, man. Now
2: nah, you're the co-host, though. I mean, you 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 speak at will. I'm just I'm just blabbing, you know. You guys answer how you how you feel.
3: All right, I don't, I don't want to step on no toes, man. With, with, with my nine and a halves, man. So it's uh,
7: you know, just you know, throw
3: on my way. Man. It's, uh, but if we're if we're asking about uh, why don't people bring it up? I don't know, man. I think they do. Like, say, for instance, you know, we have these, uh, the, the so-called Republican debates
8: Mm -hmm. and,
3: uh, you know, when they're, when they're hosted by, uh, those, you know, the, 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 uh, those who, uh, for, for the liberal media, whether it's Anderson Cooper or, or, or <laughs> I love that. uh uh Wolf Blitz or anything oh, yeah. like that, they'll yeah. bring those they'll bring those subjects up. You know, they want to bring up the social issues. Yeah. And uh conservatives, this is the thing that bothers me about conservatives. And this is me speaking as a conservative myself, mm-hmm. I hate it that conservatives are made to feel that they can't talk about social issues. It's always, oh you guys need to stay away from the social issues. No, what's the matter? You don't have the confidence yeah. that we can't back up our beliefs and yeah. There is some truth to that because you got some out there, man. They they get to talk about the social issues and they'll put their foot straight in their mouth. I'm talking oh, yeah. scratching scratching, you know, their esophagus with their big toe way deep in there, right? <laughs> but yeah. but it, but the thing is is there conservatives do need to have the confidence that they can speak on these issues. So we do talk about it, man. It's it's just uh usually it's in a very uncomfortable uh atmosphere when it's done. It's,
2: it's more than though. usual.
3: You know, it, it, it it's real.
2: so real. So social issues are what's affecting America too. And and yeah, it's it's just people feel so uncomfortable about it, man. And it's like, okay, here it is. When when you're a conservative, and, and especially when you're a black conservative, let me just throw that out there, okay? Your back is against the wall. It's like if you say that the entitlements are wrong. That entitlements need to be limited, and they need to be changed. And some entitlements we don't need at all. And this health care damn bill is 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 a part of my language. This health care bill is just a, a idiotic way of thinking, and it's not needed for the way that it's put out there. Man, it's like you're a black, you're self hater. You don't like blacks, or you don't know what you're talking mm. about, or you wanted them them Republicans, or you know, it's crazy. And it's like we, we're immediately on defense. And I think we need to start getting on offense and start talking about these things because peop a lot of people don't understand what's in what, what what's in them. What's in the bills right. and what what really matters in America when it comes to social issues. So we gotta get off the defense and start getting well, off the offense. Absolutely. Well
9: you know, social issues impact fiscal issues. Absolutely can
1: you
9: know, that that's, that's a big problem and uh those right i mean we we have to have the confidence to address these issues and uh another problem i believe uh, a problem is in the area of communication um between conservatives and the black community is that the Democrats, what they tend to do, what they've done over the years, is they talk to people in terms of groups and they mm. believe that people they they believe in things according to whatever group they're in. For example, if you're black, this is what you believe. If you're Hispanic, this is what you believe. And they talk and deal with people according to whatever group they're in. Conservatives, however, deal with individuals. And yeah. I tell you know, and I, I tell uh, conservatives all the time, you have to keep on doing that. And um, and it's like you know, we're not going to. Conservatives should never ever address the black community as if it's as if you know. You're all in one group, you all think alike. That's 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 a, that's a
2: big <laughs> communication. Yeah, it's a big communication problem. That we have. Oh, oh my god. Uh and that that threw me for a loop right there. I like that. like we the robots, it's the Stanford Wives or <laughs> <laughs> right. something. <That's beautiful>. Yeah. <laughs> we just straight up Stanford wives. So man, what's up with this book, man? I I didn't mean to get off the hook, but I'm I'm looking at something right now. And somebody said, ask Zoe about his audio book. So what's the deal on the audio book? There you go, whoever you are. Ask. <laughs> well, hey, oh,
3: uh, wh- whoever asking, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, uh, about- I got an audio book coming out called Weapon of Ass Destruction. Uh, <laughs> and, and- <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had to go there, man. I had to go there. Oh, somebody if-, if somebody even told me, say, hey, man, when I try to type in your uh, book to get information about it, it goes to a, a portal site. site. <laughs> Let me assure you all. <laughs> oh, good.
2: I knew it. It is a, the
3: the 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 ASS in it is actually an acronym, and the ASS stands for American Socialist States and uh, and I also use the term "ass" because it is an ass that the Democrats use to represent you know that's their party symbol is actually an ass mm-hmm. uh whether it's a donkey or a mule i don't I don't know which one, but as <laughs> it is that's the title of the book and uh and basically it's it's a it's a work to help you know uh, a lot of conservatives out there you know when they get stuck uh not so much that they get stuck, it's just they get tired of uh um actually let me take that back, I get tired of uh of of the fact that just like we're talking about there's these social uh narratives that liberals attack conservatives with and have been attacking conservatives for decades, man, whether it's racism, whether it's uh class warfare, whether it's sexism, whether it's uh faith, so on and so forth. Liberals have been attacking conservatives on these issues for years oh, yeah. and, and, and conservatives have been coming up short with the retorts. It's like y'all have had fifty plus years to practice ways to be able to throw a wet blanket <laughs> over over when they start a fire, and y'all got nothing, you know. So it's uh-huh. like, you know, I feel like is, is it going to take a knucklehead like me to come up with, you know, and and, and, and myself and, and my conservative compatriots, you know, especially conservative compatriots, because we're like we're having this, we're going out on the front lines and showing them. It's like y'all, this is how you be creative with this stuff, y'all. Y'all That's never right. played the dozens or anything like that. Come on, y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know how to talk, little heads.
2: That's what I told the <laughs> I said, man, if, if niggas, the best comment you can come up with, man, y'all that, y'all got to come up with something new. <clears> that's <throat> the all <throat> fucking You ain't got nothing else. <laughs> you know what I mean? For oh, real. You, you a dirty this and you a sorry. I can see you hanging from a tree. I'm like, man, hi. Uh-huh. If that's the best
3: y'all can do, man, y'all suck. <laughs> uh-huh. Is this what we're supposed to be intimidated by? Are these the eggshells that we're supposed to be walking on? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, with conservatives, I, I feel bad. It's like because conservatives are looking for a candidate, you know, who can walk on water while liberals are forcing them to walk on eggshells. Mm. You know, so it's like, come on, man. It's like, you we, it's just like you said, you know, we got to go on the offensive. We don't have to be offending, but right. yeah, it's like, it's time to just, 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 you know, post up and just say, look, man, you know, we're going to stay hard in the yard. And we're going to show you that this is all these Absolutely. things that you project onto us is, is it's, it's, it's just like I said, it's all projections. It's all false accusations. It's all you.
2: Yeah. Who owns the black people, guys? Who, who owns? Can let me let you let me ask you that question. Uh, yeah. GOP versus the Democratic Party right now, and I and yeah. I don't even know if the black vote is important to either party anymore. Okay. Uh, vote speaking, we have a new raising rising minority uh, in America, and does the black vote matter anymore, or has it ever?
9: Well I, well, I believe the Democrats just com- completely just disregard and just take the black vote for granted. I mean, we see that in what um, Obama said last September at the at the uh, black caucus meeting, where he told them to just stop complaining, put their bedroom slippers on, put your marking boots on, and get out there and go to work. Now, he just basically ignores the needs in the black community and expects the black community to just go out and support him anyway.
2: Grandfather, uh, man.
9: So from— yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Democrats—they completely ignore the black vote. Republicans, some may have given up, but all have not. We're still struggling, trying to communicate um, servitism to to the uh, black community. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, I'll take. I, I think we might see uh, this election year maybe a bit of results from the work from a lot of black conservative organizations, Uh, people like yourself, Pudgy, and Alfonso Rachel. I mean, y'all have got videos. uh, Zoe's got a bunch of videos out there. And there are a lot of other black conservative groups, you know. Um, You've got African-American conservatives. You've got Raging Elephants, blogs. And this year in 2012, we know just from the work that's been going out there, just that's been going on out there for the last few years, Mm-hmm. that um, that uh, this year in 2012, black voters are going to go to the polls a lot more educated than they did in 2008. You see what I mean? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so this year, you know, they're going to go, because of all the videos that Zoe has out there, the work that you're doing, Pussy, and all these other conservative uh, black service groups going on, uh, out there, we know that they're going to go to the polls a lot more educated, and four years from now they'll be even more educated. So we might see a difference this year, but we'll have to wait and see.
3: Right, right. Hey, 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 I wanted to ask a uh, hey, Kim, uh, and, and yeah. like what you're saying, you, you know, when, when talking about, um, you know, I guess the question is uh, taking the voters for granted. And, and, uh, but right. I wanted to see how you feel about this. Um, a lot of times, it's, it's people looking at people. You know, they're looking at the people in the Democrat Party, and they're looking at people in the in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. I was wondering, how do you feel about? It's like, is there, you know, do, should people also consider? You know, there's the principles of the party, and then there's the people, you know, of the party.
7: I like you know? that. And, uh, yep. and I
3: must, you know, I I try to tell people, it's like, yeah, you're looking at the iniquities of what people do. You mm-hmm. know, whether they're neglecting the party or they're just they're just deviating from principle. You know, but if you look at the principles of, of the Republican Party platform and the Democrat Party platform, um, you know, how do we get that message out there? And, and could you tell so just I guess the crux of my question is, um, what, what um, things would you lead with to tell them these are the different principles of these party platforms? And uh, can can you kind of just, just break that down to them? Okay. I would
9: lead from two different aspects. I would lead from um, a moral aspect, a spiritual aspect. And uh, mm-hmm. I heard you talking about this earlier, but, you know, build your faith. You know, learn mm-hmm. your principles. Learn biblical principles. Learn what the Bible says. You call yourself a Christian. Learn what the Bible says about certain issues. And whichever candidate's stance reflects those issues, that's the way mm. you go. That's number right. 1. Number 2, take a historical perspective. Um, learn the history of both parties. Learn about where they stood on um uh, on issues on racial issues in the past and then go from there. Uh cuz you are familiar with the uh, Facebook page that I have. It's called Black History the GOP in a Conversation. Yes sir. And on that page, yeah, on that page we go into the connection between the GOP and the black community, and the legacy hmm. left by uh, black Republicans and former slaves to their descendants, of uh, in terms of how they can remain free. So education is a big part of it, and also uh, voting principles and values. That's the way. That's the
3: best way to approach it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Absolutely, nice. nice. Now, 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 can I play devil's advocate?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go All right.
3: ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay not that and trust me, man, I don't disagree with anything that you just said, but if we we basically we having this you know this this laboratory discussion of figures like this these are the response of liberals, and this is you know how we're dealing with stuff you know just as I put in my in my book, one of the uh the first chapters that lead off with is uh clarifying uh say for instance, the party switch, and not just the party switch but the the misnomers of the words of conservative and liberal. And uh, the theme mainly of, uh, of uh, like the second chapter is uh, wouldn't it be nice if we could all just be Americans? You know, that's what people mm. say, let's do away with party and let's just all be Americans. But there's a problem there because there's two distinct ideas of what people think America is. And And not only that, if you can have liberals who consider themselves Christians, and when they look in their Bible – their Bible tells them they're, they're 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 gaining something different from it, you know. And where their Bible is concerned, people are obliged to look out for their fellow man, and the facilitator to do that is the government. Yeah. So it's, it's they they have this distorted idea of what charity is. Like, say for instance, capital is just seen capitalism is just seen as totally evil. But the thing is, is capitalism is the very thing that makes it. Uh, a person's their charitable power their, their, uh, is the thing that makes charity actual charity. Yes, if you it, invite the government yeah. into it, it's no longer charity.
9: It's
1: so they
3: don't understand that. <laughs> well, you don't say, do that. Yeah. Well,
9: well, what, well. What you, do, what you do at that point is you just ha- you just have to go deeper and look look at everything closely. I know exactly what you're talking about because mm-hmm. uh, I've encountered a number of quote liberal Christians who use the Bible to justify what they do. But if you look at it closely, mm-hmm. there's an answer to them all the time. You know. Yes. Um, like for example where uh where Jesus well in every example where Jesus sent his buried to give and receive there is no there is nowhere in the scriptures where he shows us that the person doing the giving is the government. It's always an individual. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? So if you look if you look if that's what they really want, I mean if that, if they really want to do things biblically in accordance with Christian faith and values you show it to them, explain it to them, and and if they respond, if they respond uh, the right way or according to the Bible, then you're good to go. If they don't, then they never really, they never really believed it to begin with. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah.
1: I, have,
2: yeah, I have a lot of regular. There's a lot of regular people that I encounter, and they're not conservative by definition. They're not liberal by definition, by self-definition. Let me say that, and yeah. uh, they're just. "Quote unquote regular people, okay? They don't believe in. I'm gonna be one of those people. Let me say, I will let you guys attack it how you like, but I don't believe in. I don't believe in God. I don't even feel comfortable saying that. God Almighty, I don't believe in God <laughs> is what they what they say. Uh, I don't believe in uh, voting is what they say, but I believe if you treat people right and you don't do bad by people, everything will be okay. But I also think." That there's enough money out here In America Because we give money all over the world This is what I hear now uh-huh. This is exactly what I hear yeah. We give money to, to countries all over the world Why can't we take care of everybody here Why isn't there enough for everybody here Now he, now here's an asterisk. You guys definitely going to hear this And I know you do All these rich people That make all this money in America They got enough money Why can't they give some back To help everybody out how do you how do you talk to a person like that? How do you address a person like that? Because I am sure, I guarantee there's a lot of people like that listening.
3: Well, okay, Ken, you, want rock, paper, <laughs> you want to do rock, paper, scissors on that one? <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, so I'm, I'm going to defer to you. You the man. Go ahead. No, that's all right, man. Go get him. Go get him. You ready. Do it, man. Do it.
2: Go ahead, Ken. Okay,
9: here's how I would respond to that person. You've got some rich people or one rich person out there. You've got a Bill Gates out there, or whoever who's got all the money in the world. here's what I would respond here's how I would respond to the individual that says, "Why can't he just give up some of it basically what you ha- what you have is a situation where uh you're you have to accept whatever they give you, you know in terms mm-hmm. of uh where you live, how much you can have, how much you can eat, you have to accept whatever whatever they deem is necessary for you to have, whereas mm-hmm. you accept the responsibility for it yourself. And the sky's the limit. The only the only uh, issue with that is you have to work hard and accept responsibility. But mm-hmm. the other way, the other way, your way, the way you just explained it to me, if you just if you're just accepting it from someone, whether it's someone like Bill Gates or the government, then there's a ceiling, there's a set there's a set ceiling that's established for you and you could just shoot right past that ceiling if you accept responsibility. For your needs, for your own needs, and your family, and your own individual family. So, which would you rather have? Would you rather have everything that you can possibly make if you just accept responsibility for yourself, or would you sit? Or would you rather have um, whatever Bill Gates or the rich person believes you should have just mm-hmm. by sitting at home? You know, mm-hmm. which you know, which would a a reasonable person choose? You know, they're going to want to. They're, you know, if they're <coughs> A reasonable, responsible person—they're going to choose to accept uh, accept the choice of having whatever they can achieve based on whatever they can do on their own ability. That's how I was. Responsible. Hmm. I mean, because yeah, yeah, because you know, if, if, whether it's the government or a person just giving up their money, you have an individual just accepting whatever that other person believes they ought to have, whatever level they say, Oh, this is all they need. You know, take this much, and you won't have any more than that. And that's it. And you right. have to live within those means. Whereas on the other end, you can probably exceed those means just by working hard.
3: Mm. So? That would be my response. Hey, and and, you, and I, I couldn't agree more, man. And, and uh, to, you know, to follow that, it's just like he's saying, you know, you, if if you're going to ask this person to get up off of their money, and that person is – and if the person you're asking – is going to determine, okay, well, I think this is what you may need. I will write you a check for this much. Now, the government's going to do the same thing. That's the thing that, you know, it's like maybe people forget that. It's like, okay, where well, you're expecting the people in the private sector to get up off of their money for you to take advantage of, okay, so now since the private sector, you feel the private sector is not going to do that, you want the government to come in and tax them for, for, for your benefit. Well, the government at that point is going to be deciding how much they think that you should have. And and from there, it, it's, it's maybe people don't understand that that these rich people are they're already giving away their money. They give away <laughs> their money in the form of employment. Mm-hmm. So they've already given a person. They didn't just give a person some money out of their pocket. They gave them the best thing. They gave them a job. And they they uh, they hire whom they can afford to hire to be able to sustain their business. And that's the best way to be able to do it. This this whole thing, like I, I was watching something last night where somebody was talking about uh, it's not fair that, uh, you know, baseball players make uh, $10 million a year and, and a person who does cancer research only makes $41,000. T- and, of course, you know, you hear that, you know, on prima facie, that sounds horrible, you know. But at the same time, when you've got uh, 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 so many people in America who, who pay into this Uh, A spectator sport What else are they going to do with that money And the players are the reason why People are paying that money in the first place Now if a a, person Yeah if a person is making all that money And they really feel bad About making that money Instead of complaining about it Here's a tip Why don't you go ahead and donate most (laughs) of it to your favorite charity Yeah You know Don't complain about it Instead of complaining about it Be a blessing that's Take right. that money, donate it to somebody. And, guess and hey, there's, there's something that a lot of these other rich people like Russell Simmons don't seem to know. If you feel that you have, if you want to pay more taxes, go ahead. You don't need a law that's going to make you pay more taxes. Feel everybody free to tweet
2: that. Tweet, please, everybody is listening. To, I want you guys Absolutely. to tweet that to Russell Simmons because I've said it to him, I know. I said, look, man, if you feel like somebody needs to be taxed more, there ain't a the daggone thing holding you back. <laughs> From picking up Absolutely. your pen, writing that big check with about eight, nine zeros, because you got it, brother. You got it. Mm-hmm. Write that check, oh, yep. eight, nine that's zeros, take a nice picture of it, and put it on Twitter. And, say, and that's called putting your money where your big, ignorant, liberal <laughs> mouth is. That's what that's called. See, I Absolutely. already said yeah. in 2012, I ain't playing with people, man. I'm going to say what's on my mind, and I don't care who <laughs> like it. So, Russ... While you you're out here talking yet. about Occupation Wall Street and you down with that crew, <laughs> meanwhile, making all these multi-millions of dollars off of Wall Street and your businesses, write the check, brother. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about it. Write the check. Pay more taxes yourself, <laughs> and then maybe I'll respect you a little bit more. But until then, you yeah. can kiss. You know, You know. it is what it is. I ain't going to tell you People be talking too much, man. You know? So Boy, You know how you. it is, man. You know how I am. It, it is what it is, oh, man. Talking about right. it. nonsense. Listen, fellas, let me I I gotta touch on this here real quick. No, y'all are gonna love that man. President Obama, okay, President Obama, our president of the United States, has over one billion dollars. <throat> right? Over one billion dollars to campaign with. Uh, it is said to me that they don't have any democratic challengers in the presidential uh, race. Nobody from the Democratic side want to challenge the president, and I don't know if that's I don't I don't know if that's the truth because I I know of several people who said they were going to run for president on the Democratic side. But here's my question to you guys: a billion do- why should it cost you a billion dollars to campaign for the presidency? It doesn't that somehow seem wrong? Uh, it's, it's a contra. I, I mean, damn, a billion. Well, you know, yeah, you know. My, the,
9: first, my first reaction to that, a billion dollars, is I want to know where every bit of that money came from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that. So, that <laughs> you know, that, that where did that one billion dollars come from? Uh, because that that's unprecedented. That's absolutely unprecedented. You know, so that just the
2: amount. You know, raises eyebrows. Did he scare people uh, with that money? That's what I think happened. Did, did he just scare people, buy people off? Like, look, I'm, we're going to raise this amount of money, and nobody on the, on outside can compete with that, so they're just not going to run.
9: Well, a lot of people believe that. You know, a lot. You know, a lot. A lot of people believe. You, you know, you raise enough money, you put you put it out there in the news, then no one's going to challenge you. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and that's 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 probably the case. You know, they see that amount. You know, it's out there. President Obama's going to campaign with a billion dollars. So rather than they, they may think and believe that they can't, you know, they can't match it or even come close. They say, "Well,
3: you know, forget about it. You know, just let them go ahead." I would, I would check out that 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 billion dollars, man, and uh, right, because right now that is about the only thing that Obama has attractive to run on. It's like, hey, That's I got a right. billion dollars to go run and campaign with, yep. but in his in his last uh uh election in the last election though obama had a perfect storm working for him
1: Dude. he he was coming
3: he, for eight years people were conditioned to hate bush on on on, on 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 baseless uh charges i mean bush you know he he did some good things and he did some things that i had question, you know uh, that I have questions with but still you know i see that people were really conditioned to hate bush and they were just so ready to let Anybody, uh, just the antithesis of Bush, right? So uh, Obama comes in off of uh, unpopular president and unpopular war. Uh, he had the whole Hollywood machine behind him. He had money behind him, and he actually won by a very small margin. Yeah. Of all the things that he had going, I mean, this guy had the wind against his back for real, yeah. you know. But but he won by a very. A lot of people they, they sat home. So even in this one, what does Obama got? Oh, I got a billion dollars behind my campaign. Dude, it's going to take a lot more than that. <laughs> it's going to, you know, it's not going to just be money, man. You you got a record that you cannot run on, you know. And you've got a lot of people disenchanted with you because, you know, I hear people say, I just, I just want to say this real quick. You know, uh, people get excited because they feel that people are turning against Obama, like people are getting mad and, and disenchanted with him. Mm-hmm. But they don't look and they think that hey, maybe they're waking up to conservatism. No, they're not they're upset because Obama hasn't shoved through their liberal ideology and imposed mm-hmm. it on the rest of America uh, uh, fast enough. And he's not he's not effective enough in doing this. That's why they're turning off to him. So, I mean, we got that to deal with. and uh, But Obama, he can't run on his record, though.
2: Nah, not at all. It, you know,
3: you oh, he can't, he can't put a billion dollars
9: of ads out there that says, I passed health care. Because that's just going to remind <laughs> everybody that yeah, that they got, there's a bill out there that nobody wanted. Mm-hmm. So he's going to use that billion dollars in very, very creative ways, I'm
2: sure. You, you guys yeah. ever heard the term run for the hills? I feel, <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel right now, because, man, I've you know how you hear all the conspiracies and people have been talking about the this is going to happen and that's going to happen for years. I mean, it, you know, the this, whatever this is, is wide <laughs> across the board. A lot of people have their this. And I think this is this election. Personally, I think the big what's going to happen is this election. And I think last year election has something to do with it and the policies that we're encountering now. And a lot of the things that have, have unfolded since uh, the president has been in office and, and also years before, rightfully so. What's going to happen when the president, for example, if the president is reelected and he continues on the tangent? That he's been on for the past four years, and continues to fail this country the way we have been failed in the past four years. Where do you guys see America if the next four years are identical to the last four years?
9: Oh, well, uh, did you hear about what? Did you hear about what? you hear about what Chris Rock said? No. About what? What Obama might do if he gets, if he wins re-election?
2: No. Uh-uh.
9: Chris Rock. Chris. Uh, Chris Rock said he's not just gonna gonna go, go gangster. <laughs> so, Pokey. he's just <laughs> going to go because he won't because uh, that he will be a second term. Look what he's done during his first term. Knowing that he has to run for a second term, and if he's in for a second term, he's just going to go for it
3: all. So that all that'll make, make Bill Maher real happy. That'll make yeah. so, that yeah, make Bill I mean, Maher real happy. That's what he's been expecting.
2: Bill Maher. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's
3: right. right. That's right. That's exactly.
9: That's exactly right. That's absolutely right. So. I mean, look look at all the uh, constitutional violations that he's made, knowing that he has to answer for it uh, in his in a re-election campaign. If he, I think, if he wins re-election next year, he's just going to go for it all and do whatever he wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. So, absolutely, I think he's just going to just go pedal to the metal to the left,
3: yeah.
1: hard.
2: That's
3: what we're we'll looking at. Uh, and it looks ugly.
2: It does yeah. look ugly, man. It's 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 scary, to be honest. I mean, it, it, it's very scary, man. A lot of people don't really understand what's going on. People, they talk about it, you know, at the coffee shops and the tables and the water cooler and all this stuff. They talk about it in their jobs and, and at the gym and all that. But people don't really get in depth about the picture that this guy has painted. And the possibilities are endless. I mean... I'm not trying to be funny, man, but we we're close. We're, we're we have never been this close to a dictatorship ever.
3: Right, right. And if if I may, if I can entertain the uh, the the conspiracy folk in the Mayan calendar, Aztec calendar watchers out there, if uh, I think it's kind of a heck of a coincidence that 2012 would be a year that Obama could be reelected.
8: Yeah. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying too, man. You know, I, 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 you know what I feel about the 2012, and, and I'm not saying that. You know, I, I believe in prophecy personally, and and just like I mm-hmm. believe in my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I believe in prophecy, and uh, right. for good or bad, um, some of it is extreme, and some of it's just false. Okay, and I'm not saying that the end of the world is going to be 12, but I, I think something. I think the possibility of something very huge happening this year. It's very great hmm. because I want to say that if the president is reelected, one thing that a lot of folks aren't looking at is the business owners just saying, you know hmm. what? I'm done. I got yeah. enough to take care of me and mine. I'm selling this company or I'm going to let it fail. I don't care. Hmm. I'm done. Yep. America yep. cannot afford another massive layoff or economic failure in the job market. We can't, mm-hmm. and that's something. Oh, no, That's something that can happen. You know, folks aren't paying attention to that, but it can really happen. The business owners can say, "You know what? I ain't taking my money, man. I ain't giving my money to them again. I'm done. I quit. Right. It's over with, right. folks. I've tried to take care of you guys. I've tried to provide a place for you guys to work and health care, but I can't afford to do it any longer. I quit." This
3: is this is how we ended up with the Berlin Wall.
2: Ab- absolutely, Zoe. Uh, uh, so,
3: it, it, it wasn't to keep, keep, keep people uh, keep people out. It was made to keep people in who was just That's saying, right. you know what, I don't I don't want to work to feed the state anymore. You know, this, this is bull. And uh, that that wall went right up and said, yes, you are. <laughs> you don't feed the state.
2: Man, I mean, let me get back to the topic of the show. We'll be talking about this all day, but I, I really want to ask you guys. I mean, how do you really feel? Is is the black vote really important when it comes to terms of getting someone elected in twenty twelve?
3: Um. Hey, if, if it's okay with you, gentlemen, I'm. A, I'm a, uh, can I can I weigh in on this one? And I got to ease on down the road.
2: Oh yeah, I know you got go so uh, I'll Go for. It.
3: Um. It's it's unfortunately, um, the black vote, um, uh, has been uh, exploited, uh, and it's always been exploited by the Democrat Party. Um, you know when you had when you had uh when they was arguing over uh the so-called uh three-fifths clause, and there's I think there's a lot of misconceptions about that the three-fifths clause as it is. But to make a long story short, when you had Democrats <clears throat> that wanted to argue that, you know, black people were just property and not people, but mm-hmm. then they would count them as people when they wanted to use their numbers so they can get in the census, so they can get representation. You know, and then they would get these pro-slavery representatives who would use their numbers to keep in pro-slavery legislation. So the black vote has been exploited since, since back then. And then right now, and in the, and uh, let's jump from there. To make long story short, we'll jump all the way uh, up into the uh, 1960s uh, when people are talking about the Southern Strategy. I got a real Southern Strategy for it. You. you got LBJ <laughs> who said it himself. I have the niggas voted for Democrats for the next oh, 200 honey. years.
2: Yes, sir. That was I
3: quote. there's your real there's your real Southern Strategy. So it's 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 looking at the black people that the black community and making them a voter stock. And this is where I get sick of people saying that Republicans just want power and Republicans just want – if Republicans really wanted power, they would go ahead and tell black people everything that they want to hear. They would go and tell gay people everything that they want to hear. They would tell people who are are sympathetic or uh, 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 who are uh, pro-open borders. They would tell them everything that they want to hear. They would tell all these seculars and people who have their self-righteous and selfish issues everything that they want to hear to attract their votes for the sake of power. But you know what? Republicans don't. Mm. Democrats do. You know, So with Republicans, it would – the, the thing with uh, – and I'll just say this really quick. Just Republicans, they they just need to learn how to be able – we we talk about free markets, right? And it it's competition-driven. Well, conservatives need to go out there and know how to compete with their ideas and be right. creative and get out there and market their ideas because liberals are doing it for true. And uh, 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 Republicans need to, to understand that, look, this is what you need. You know, you don't have to sell out. You just need to know how to promote your principles and know how to connect with them because there's a stigma on you that you need to get rid of and put it back on the people who have accused you of it in the first place.
2: Wow. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. Zoe, I know you got a role, man, and uh, shout out for your wife for letting you come on the show. I ain't say that. Anyway... (laughs) Let us know about your book one more time because I, I didn't get a lot of info on it. I guess my people didn't get it down, but there's some folks that probably joined us on the show. So let us know about this book that you got coming out, brother.
3: Thank you, man, and uh, and thank you, Ken. It's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And uh, um, uh, my book, the name of my book is "Weapon of Ass Destruction." A S S. So don't feel like you're saying any bad words or anything like that. I'm talking about the symbol that represents the Democrat Party, and A S S. stands for American Socialist States. So the book is called "Weapon of Ass Destruction," and basically, uh, it, it, uh, it it's a it's, uh, it's a whole big meat and potatoes book of a, a lot of stuff that we was talking about tonight. Thank you for inviting me on to. to to be a part of the conversation, man.
2: You know, You know um, we talked about the link, so we'll have the link on the KRP radio show, uh, Macho Sauce. I'm sure there'll be a link on there, machosauce.com, on how to get the book. So, folks, stay tuned. When is it expected? TBA on the book.
3: Uh, January 27th.
2: Oh, that's close. I didn't realize. All right, well, you know, I'll call you on that. We'll talk about that. And uh, we'll get some links up. Zo, appreciate it, man. Okay, okay. And uh, I'll be in touch with you this week sometimes, and, you know, I'll shoot you an email or something, text or something, you know, whatever. All right. All right. Thanks, y'all. All right, brother. Blessings. All right. So, um that was Zoe, folks everybody, Alonzo, Alfonso, my bad Alonzo. That's my home. Shout out to Alonzo, man. Alonzo morning. And uh <laughs> Alfonso right oh, there. Oh. That's my man coming through, dropping some co hosting and women with us for a little while. And I still got Ken Raymond on the line, Frederick Douglass Foundation, historian at his own right on the line. And uh, we got to go to one commercial, and we'll be back in five minutes, folks, uh, less than five minutes. But you're listening to the KIRP radio show, 619-638-8559 is the number. Folks, if you got a comment, make sure you press one, and we'll try our best to get to your comment because... A lot of times we don't... I don't know if you guys have something to say. I just see a lot of people on the queue and then people tell me that I didn't answer the phone or I could never get through every time I call that show. So anyway, you listen to the KRP Radio Show, man. 619-638-8559. Hit one if you got a comment. KRPRadioShow.com. We on YouTube, iTunes. Shout out to all my iTunes listeners. Shout out to everybody on the West Coast who's listening to the show, going to a commercial. We will be right back with my man, Ken Raymond, baby. Yeah.
6: Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament.
3: Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all
9: the
4: way home? (laughs)
7: You're home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Skyco,
3: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
4: Remember this number 9.8. That's not the time on the shock box, or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. No. Nah. isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever.
2: After a small commercial break to the KRP radio show. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, everybody. It's been an amazing show, I believe. I, I think it's been a good show. I hope you guys would agree. It's been it's been a-, a-, a lovely show, a lot of interesting conversation going on. And uh this is what I like, man. I, I love when people can get together. Can you know what I mean? I love when people can get together and have an intelligent conversation about some things that seem to bother. A lot of people, and and Absolutely. when the when the truth comes out, it's even different. And, and there's probably a lot of people listening saying, "Oh, this is not true. That's not true." All I can say is, check your history, man. Check your history. Check the facts. Vital That's that, exactly right. See, here's what's so important, though. And, and Ken, I'm sure you would agree. We we have to get, especially as voters, as citizens, as Americans, we have to get to the point where we're not paying up so much attention to people who proclaim to represent a certain thing. And and I I like to always take it to God, take it to Christ, take it to your religion, take it to your faith. Every preacher doesn't represent Christ, doesn't represent their religion. So when they mess up, you can't trash the religion and say, see, that's what I'm talking about. Christianity is this and Christ is that and blah, 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 blah. You can't do that with your religion. You can't do that with your faith. So let's not do that with your political party. W- one thing we know is that, and, and I'm not trying to equate a political party to my Christian faith or, or my faith in Christ, not at all. But what I'm trying to say is that you have to think with the level head. When one knucklehead makes a comment that you don't agree with or that just doesn't sit well with you, don't just wash away the whole platform for what they stand. You know what I mean? You, you, can't, you can't take a Newt Gingrich's comment or... Or I'll take you back a few years Or Strong Thurman's comment Or even Barack Obama's, Obama's comment If you're a Democrat And say you know what The Democrat party is this and that And I, I probably would agree with you on the Democrat party Because there's two things that I know in the world That you shouldn't be A devil worshiper and a Democrat Them two right there you can <laughs> cancel out brother You can just forget about it I'm unaffiliated to the day I leave here Have been I didn't even realize I had got pissed off And and changed my, uh, my voter registration card I, I didn't even know that I did that but anyway, you know it is what it is, man. Ken, what prompted you uh, uh, to create that Facebook page that you have, man? Because I've learned, oh my God, I, I think I posted on the uh, on the, on our Facebook on the K R P Facebook page that because of your site, you forced me to read things that I wasn't even prepared to do. You, you, I mean, you know how you visit a site and then you uh-huh. um, read something, and then you go, oh, you know, I want to check it out. Yeah, you got to check it out, man, because I'm I'm a knowledge fiend. So I like to, you know, gather as much knowledge as I can. But what prompted you to make that site anyway? What prompted you to go there?
9: Well, uh, to be honest with you, it was the NAACP. Mm. That's what, yeah, really, it was the NAACP. Uh, if you remember back in the summer of 2009, mm-hmm. they had passed, a, during their convention, they passed a resolution that condemned the Tea Party, you know, for being a racist. <laughs> and up until that, yeah, they did, and uh, I had been to a few tea party meetings, and uh, I spoke at a tea party meeting this weekend, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of tea party people, and when that came out, it got me so upset and so angry i was, you know I said to myself, I gotta do something because a lot of people in the black community are going to accept this as being true without checking it for them checking it out for themselves, they'll just assume all Tea Party people are racist. Oh yeah. And at that yeah, so at that point that was like the summer of two thousand nine. I had already uh read some books and been familiar with uh black history and its connection with uh uh the GOP and all. So I was thinking what can I possibly do to get more historical knowledge out there because I believe that's the key to it all. Mm-hmm. I mean I can argue, we can argue principles all we want. I mean, we we can, we can, we can do it, we can argue principles, but then someone will come back and, you know, twist it, or, or even if you come from the Bible, they can twist the Bible. But I think if you come from a historical perspective, uh, historical facts are historical facts, and they cannot be changed. Mm-hmm. So I believe, yes, so I believe uh, at that time, and still do, that if you present historical facts to people, and they if they even check it out for themselves, they'll be hard pressed to reject it. so I started gathering some facts about black history facts
1: mm-hmm.
9: and started just posting it on facebook and I created this group, and it's gotten a lot of uh good responses and a lot of his a lot of it i uh didn't know myself I've learned a lot while doing this sure and uh it's been I've gotten some great responses. Uh, We put a lot of information out there, information like uh, the Texas GOP being founded by 93% black people, you know, here in North Carolina. Uh, The founders, about 45% of the founders of the North Carolina GOP were black. And that's a historical fact. You can't change it. Sure. You just can't So, and we, of course, uh, the black community, it's heavily into culture and tradition. And what I try to explain to them is, well, this is part of your culture. This is part of your tradition. the black former slaves created statewide GOP organizations throughout the South. This is part of your heritage, whether you like it or not. it is
2: mhm I think I start I the th-
9: conversation from, yeah, I start the conversation from there and go forward
2: i think I think blacks i mean i you know I'm gonna say what it is, you know a lot of people might get offended, especially black folks might get offended by this, but I think black people are traditionally. Uh, 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 a very, a very historic-like uh, people, until it speaks again. It speaks against what they feel like represents them today. And um, you know, the minute you mention Tea Party around, even some of the most intelligent folks, uh, or black folks around, it's like it's a sore subject. It's like you're talking about the N word. And, and I want to know where they, they only, they can, the only place they can get that from Ken, this is what bugs me about it. Right. Because I've been to a bunch of tea party stuff, man. I know a lot of tea party people. And before I ever knew back in 2006 or seven, I had someone tell me about tea party. And this is how I knew that it's, it's been around for a while. I think it was 2007 when I was told about the tea party from another, another professional black guy. He was like, you know what? We were talking politics. He said, you know what, man, I'm leaning towards the Tea Party, because what they're talking about, I can understand, and I feel the same way, and I had no clue, you know, about the Tea Party, so here's the thing, I'm wondering, black people can only get the Tea Party as racist from the media,
1: from Absolutely. What,
2: you know, on TV, not from their personal experiences, not from actually going out and seeing some of these, going to some of these rallies and sticking around. I don't mean driving by and seeing some of these, like I said, you got you got the reals and the fakes all over the place. So seeing some of these uh-huh. idiots out there with signs of monkeys and all that against Obama uh-huh. back down in Florida when that was going on. But I mean a real legitimate tea party. What?
1: Uh-huh. They can't
2: get that from a real legitimate tea party. So that's what bugs me, uh-huh. you know, about the whole uh-huh. thing, Ken.
9: You know you know what else, too? This is, this is nothing new. As a matter of fact, I'm reading a book right now called Black Abolitionists by Benjamin Quarles. Mm-hmm. He's a historian, I think, from a school, a, a college in the Midwest somewhere, mm-hmm. and the book basically talks about the activities of black abolitionists during the 18th and 19th century. And everything that we're experiencing now, what I've learned just from reading this book, everything that we're seeing now happened before. And by that I mean this. When the abolitionist movement started, in 1775 in pennsylvania
1: mm-hmm.
9: it was all white it was all white from 1775 to about 1829 the abolitionist movement was all white and that they had one thing in mind to end slavery in the united states and to up, uplift the negro that's what we were called back then mm-hmm. and if they were they were all white and um the uh, at that time uh, during the 18th and 19th century, when black abolitionists started to come on board, it was still pretty much all white, all white until about the 1830s. Black abolitionists started to come on board, mm-hmm. and when they did, you had the you had the white southern slaveholders uh, pretty much. Well, before the black abolitionists came on board, the whites the white southern slaveholders they they taught their slaves about the abolitionists and told them that they were evil, and mm-hmm. that they didn't want don't. Yeah, they said um, abolitionists are bad. You know, they only want to hurt. They only want to hurt black people. So you, the best place for you is to stay with us. And a lot of people in, in southern states believed it. They believed abolitionists were bad. You know, and then so what the abolitionists did when blacks came on board in the eighteen thirties, they had to send them down to communicate to uh, to the to slaves. You know, you had Harriet Tubman and others. Sure. They come down and communicate and talk to them and say, no, the abolitionists are for your benefit. We want we want we want freedom for you. We want a better life for you. So here we've got today, here we are in the 21st century, pretty much the same thing going on. You've got an organization that starts out all white, you know, and after it starts off all white, then you've got more black people coming on board. And basically what they're talking about is freedom. They're talking about economic freedom, financial freedom. Uh, it's a dis- different aspect of freedom But it's freedom nonetheless mm-hmm. And and you have The media teaching uh, Blacks in America That Tea Party people can't be trusted Just like the media back then Told, well, everybody Including, and, and slaveholders in the South uh, Told their slaves That you can't trust abolitionists So it's like history is repeating itself Wow it, it really is So I think in terms of uh, influencing the Black community's perspective and I, uh, uh, concepts of the Tea Party, maybe we would be they'd be more receptive to people like your, yourself and you and me and Alfonso, Rachel, and others. But this has all happened before, you know, and we know how it ended back then. You know, they were successful.
2: Ken, wh- what drove you? Uh, to the uh, let me go back a little bit. What what drove you to the NAACP? Because it, it seems like a lot of a lot of um, a, a lot of black people that I meet that are GOP uh, folks, you know, that are Republicans, that are conservatives. It seems at one point that they were involved with the NAACP.
9: Well, um, it was the news of the NAACP that pretty much got me started into this. You know, I wasn't active with them. As a matter of fact in recent months, um uh, I've been trying to uh, get more familiar with uh the urban league in my area which which in my experience is a lot more receptive to uh conservative principles. Mm-hmm. Um but it was the yeah it was uh the NAACP initially with uh I believe unfortunately they've just decided to do the bidding of the Democrats. You know and the Tea part, when the Tea Party uh came out then it was clear that they were against what the democrats wanted to do so the democrats had the naacp after them and you know personally i am tired of seeing the black community exploited by the democrats you know i've been tired of it for a long time and uh, when they passed that resolution at their convention and i heard about it then that was kind of it for me. I'm like, I've got to do something. Now. I've really got to do something to get more education out there
1: mm-hmm.
9: uh, and get more information about the, out there about our history, our black political history, and its connection with the GOP. And uh, the heritage of former slaves, well, our political heritage, uh, that's something that we need to know. And uh, I just, it's just something I feel strongly about.
2: How much flack do you get though? How, how much flack do you get for being a black Republican today?
9: Oh, I get it. well. Uh, the biggest flack I get comes around election year. You know, when I'm volunteering, mm-hmm. uh, I could be at a fair. You know, and I'm <laughs> at a Republican booth. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of people around. Uh, I'm at a Republican booth, booth or a Tea Party booth, and people are walking by. I get those looks. You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, why are you over there? Yeah, I get I get those looks. And um uh, or if I'm out distributing literature, you know, I have someone say something nasty to me, you know, like uh at one place I was out passing out literature and I had a I had a sticker on my chest, a GOP sticker on my chest. This this girl walked by me and says, You got some nerve, you know, being oh. a Republican. I mean yeah, she it was like she was talking to me from some moral high ground. You know, like she she was morally superior, like you are just out of your mind—that kind of thing. So I get—I get—I get some flack. Um, most people know me; they know what I stand for. So um, uh, it's—they it, know where I'm coming from. People who don't know me, uh, when they find out, they're surprised. Um, but, and when I'm in in a large group of people in public, mm-hmm. distributing literature a lot—that's when it's the heaviest. That's when I get the look sometimes. But then you know, uh, sometimes. Uh, people who walk by, and they want to say something, but they don't because you know I'm six four, you know, <laughs> and, you know where I got size 14s and you know, you know I'm a big guy, so they just they just look at me and leave it at that.
2: Yeah, I, I can dig that too. I can dig that too. We'd be like brother Larry. We'd be fighting a pig, disrespect me. It is what it is. Yeah. But um, his, his was uh, I don't know if it's amazing, man, and and I don't I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it but through all these years the black community has been let me just say fancy okay well they've been fancied by the democrat party Uh, basically controlled basically the democratic party has been the leaders of the black community okay By, by default i'll say somehow by default and uh themselves to be alienated and, and, and just attacked through all this time.
9: President, uh, you're cutting
2: out. I didn't quite catch all everything you said. Oh, I'm sorry. Why, why have the, can you hear me good, Clint? Ken?
8: Yeah. That.
2: Okay. Yeah. Why does the Republican party allow themselves to be attacked and, and ridiculed through all these years? The, the black community has been going going down the drain at the hands of the Democratic Party, and, and, and that's just what it is. There's no other way that I can put it. That's just what it is. Yeah. We all know it. We all see it. So yeah. it, it's a two-part question. One, where was the Republican Party while all this was going on? And two, why are they always on the defense when they have so much offense to attack with?
9: That's a good question. Um, and... Uh... That's a good question. Frederick Douglass, uh, in a letter to a friend while uh, while endorsing uh, Langston Mercer once talked about the Republican Party. He said the Republican Party is very timid most of the time, and that's very true. Um, I don't know. It's, it, the GOP just won't challenge, maybe because if maybe because they believe if they do, people will believe will get the impression that they're even meaner than what the media says. I don't know but i i li- like to address one other thing uh, that mm-hmm. zoe mentioned before he left um he talked this this is a, a problem with education and history also uh he talked about the southern strategy in 1968 during the nixon election uh where we have got the story out there where uh that's where you know the uh, the Rep- republicans and democrats switch places you know and the racist democrats came up to the republican side and um, and, uh, and and back and forth. But uh, one thing about that is, one day I decided to check that out for myself to see if this whole Nixon strategy thing was true. And mm-hmm. did the race Democrats or the Dixiecrats come over to the GOP side, and um, the good and, and the non-racist Republicans go over to the Democrats? Well, these things we shouldn't accept just because. The media says it, or our uh college professor says so something that important has to be checked out and uh, what I found is that basically it's just not true it, it's just not true i mean they they put the story out there for the black community's consumption that Nixon ran the subject strategy to appeal to racist voters that's why the black th- black folks had to support Democrats. Well, it wasn't Nixon that ran the racist campaign; it was George Wallace who ran also in 1968, Uh, it was Nixon, George Wallace, and Hubert Humphrey. And George Wallace, if you recall, was, yeah, George Wallace, if you recall, was the governor of Alabama Mm -hmm. who sent uh, the state troopers and the police to attack Martin Luther King protesters. That's right. And he ran, yeah, and he ran in 1968 also. And it was George Wallace who ran again as governor of Alabama in 1982 as a Democrat. He ran the, the racist campaign in 1968. You know, So that in itself shows you that this whole story about mixing service strategy is just a complete lie. It's a lie to help keep control of the black vote without Jim Crow laws. And it's Hmm. been working, and all of that can be dispelled and and just completely dealt with if we get out there and we educate people and uh, if people would just, you know, just check it out for themselves. I mean, you can go to the library and pull, you know, uh, go to the document section and pull up some headlines from the 1968 presidential race And you can see it for yourself That it's just not true And that's one of the, one of the things I encounter often Is that when I'm communicating to people Whether it's on Facebook or in person uh, They say, well, what about the Southern strategy You know, where uh, the Dixiecrats went over to the Republican side You know, and all the races went over to the Republican side mm-hmm. Well, my response is, you know, it's just not true Look for yourself, Nixon Nixon was he ran on a campaign of integration, you know. And if if you ever if, if you ever check out the media for yourself, if you ever check out the headlines from that era yourself, it's all throughout the headlines in the in the Washington Post and the New York Times what he what he stood for. So it's just a complete lie, and that's it's something that we have to straighten out. And uh, and going back to your question about the GOP,
8: mm-hmm.
3: I
9: think a lot of GOP officials need need to research their own history themselves because. We had Michael Steele out there. Unfortunately, during his term as GOP chairman, he was pushing this story about Nixon Southern Strategy, about him, about Richard Nixon appealing to racist voters. When it wasn't Richard Nixon, it was George Wallace. And unfortunately, Michael Steele, you know, he didn't check it out for himself. He it, he just accepted what he's heard from the media himself and repeated it as GOP chairman. So that we have to we have to check things out for ourselves. Uh we have to encourage people to read for themselves and not ex- especially these days not accept anything from the media at face value.
2: Does that does those with with what's going on today um especially the economic restraints that we that we're experiencing in America concerning American citizens and voters And I distinctly separate the two, by the way, because, you know, not all American citizens are voters. So I'll say American citizens who are and aren't voters. Mm -hmm. Does those things really matter right now? Because what's happened is we have a lot of kids. Okay, You, you got a lot of people, a lot of younger folks that are voting. And the voters of past argue about these things that we're talking about the Southern strategy and the turn or the turn of events and MLK jr. And,
6: you know, Uh the list
2: goes on segregation. I mean, the list goes on the, the, the the voters of the past, I'm going to say 25, possibly the low, low, low end of the cutoff. They argue about those things because these are the things that we studied. These are the things that we were taught in school. These are the things that we have been arguing about for years but mm-hmm. 25 and under to 18 they're not taught this stuff, Ken. They don't care about these things. Their history is in the present. And the present is painting a picture that we have a black president who is being discriminated against. This is what their history mm-hmm. paints a, and liberal media who controls all the media for the most part. Their history yep. their history paints a picture that America doesn't like someone like obama america doesn't like to take care of its people when they're down and out so does those things really matter to the new voter today and 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 i guess that's one part of the question and and another thing is how do we channel down to them to the kids today who like the music that not even my age group likes who the kids today who are all about sexual encounters and 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 you know, everything today is so up front, man, and, and so forward. Things aren't covered anymore. Everything is out in the open, and people say what they want, pretty much. The kids are on the same level as the adults, so far as the language and the things that they're talking about and the things that they do. So, what really matters to the young voter today? Because, I, I personally, I don't think those, those things of past really matter to these kids today, 18 to 25.
9: Uh-huh. Well, uh, I think just you know, in terms of stopping a lie from being perpetuated, we have to correct it. You know, or we're just we're just allowing a lie to remain alive. Um, because well we have to remember what the lie was. The lie the lie that's being used is that, you know, we may have some people who learned that the Democrats were racist and they established them cruel laws and they were forced slavery and so forth, but then they told they were they're told in nineteen sixty eight they all went over to the Republican side you know yeah. so that's that's what they're told so if you have the young voter you have the young voter out there who learns this then they they have to be corrected we can't lie we can't allow a lie to continue mm-hmm. so just from the act just from the aspect of having young voters know the truth i think we have to make them aware of this and educate them and let them know um and as far as reaching young voters uh these days the best way I believe to do it is through social media because that's where they all are. I mean, they're all on Facebook, they're all on Twitter, uh, and so on. So um, that's one. Of, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
9: I have this. Yeah, I have my my page my page out there, uh, Black History, the GOP, and the conversation, which talks about um, America's Black history and this Black political history, and I'm getting that out there. I'm also working on. A nonprofit organization that will create videos
1: mm-hmm. and post
9: videos out there that uh, dramatically illustrate uh, events in Black history that we need to know. And I believe learning about many many figures in Black history, just learning about what they've been through, will inspire us to be better than what we are right now. And it, it, because if you you learn you learn about someone like Frederick Douglass, who uh, was taught the alphabet by his uh, his master's wife, but then used discarded rocks and pieces of lumber to teach himself how to write, and then went on to become a great speaker and international celebrity. I mean, this man refused to be denied an education. You know, yeah, you have people, yeah, you have people like, um, you have you have people, um, I can't recall it. You have a you have people out there who just overcame a number of odds. Unspeakable odds And they became uh, They started out as slaves And became congressmen And senators Sure And achieved Yeah, absolutely They they achieved great things And these are things Our people need to know And they also need to know Our political history Because uh, You know, one thing I get all the time Is uh, Well, you know It's been over 200 years You know, the parties have changed Well On a very fundamental level That's not true on a very fundamental level, both parties are still the same, mm-hmm. because you know you take a close look at it. Uh, back then, during the 19th century, uh, the Democrat Party was the pro-slavery party. You know they fought to keep uh, to keep slavery in America, mm-hmm. uh, and the Republicans were, were fighting against slavery. They were for freedom. Sure. Well, fast forward to the 21st century. Today, what do we have? We have the Democrats fighting to control every aspect of your know, life through regulations. And health care and whatever else, whatever government means that they can possibly do. And today we have the GOP fighting, most of the GOP, I should say, fighting for economic freedom, financial freedom, and individual freedom. It's a different aspect of freedom, but it's freedom nonetheless.
2: Yes, sir. So in your, in your
9: very
2: opinion, a the, level, right?
9: they're
1: both the same.
2: In your opinion, Ken, right now with with uh what we're facing, oh, oh by the way, I'm sorry, call tag. You're on the air with uh Pudgy and Ken Raymond, historian in his own right, Frederick Douglass Foundation President, uh, one of the. And uh 619-638-8559 is the number number one if you got a comment. Uh, if you're listening on West Coast WMMG, uh shout out to all my West Coast listeners out there, five thirty through sixteen hundred AM. Radio on your radio dial, all my people in D.C. who are listening in real time on the East Coast, and everybody who's listening on iTunes, man. Shout out to all my new coming iTunes listeners out there, all 212,000-plus listeners out there. I appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Ken, let me ask you, man, uh, uh, in the GOP right now, uh, the primary is going on. Uh, there's, There's Mitt Romney, there's Huntsman, there's Santorum, there's Newt Gingrich who's still out here. And uh, right now, Romney is ahead. Or he was ahead in South Carolina, I think, 37%. Santorum followed him with like 19 or 22%. can't remember what that percentage was, to be honest with you. I believe it was 19%, though. But it looks like clearly that uh, – and who knows what might happen? But it looks clearly like Mitt Romney is going to be the GOP nod or is going to get the GOP nod. Does Mitt Romney have what it takes or does any of the GOP nominees – have what it takes, candidates, excuse me, have what it takes to beat Barack Obama?
9: Well, I think any of them would be a better president than Obama. Um, any any one of them. Uh, they all have much more respect uh, of the Constitution than Obama. That alone will make him a better president. Uh, as far as Mitt Romney getting the nod, uh, I don't think... I don't think that's uh, etched in stone. I think uh, I think he'll win New Hampshire. He's got a big lead in New Hampshire. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Even even South Carolina, the South Carolina race is not going to is not going to tell it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to wait and see after that because we've got Rick Santorum, you know, building up steam. He's got some momentum behind him, and um, he'll do. I believe he'll do well enough to continue. Uh, I believe who. who the candidates that we'll see drop off uh, soon will be Huntsman uh, and uh, maybe even Rick Perry because Rick Perry doesn't seem to be gaining any traction. Uh, but Mitt Romney, uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't just anoint him as the nominee, not just yet, I don't believe. Uh, the media is trying to get the GOP to, to do that. Many in the establishment is trying to do that, but the voters themselves have to have their say. So um, I'm not prepared to say Mitt Romney is definitely going to be the
2: candidate. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I could definitely hear that right now. We got the – I think it's the New Hampshire debate going on tonight. Is that right? I believe it is, yeah. The New Hampshire debate. CNN is is hosting that thing again. And uh, it's always interesting when CNN hosts these debates, man. I I like to see who they get to uh, do the commentary or – you know who's the uh, who's the speaker when they do the debates because uh you get to see the looks on their face and I'm, I'm not sure who's doing it tonight. I'm pretty sure it's the same old same old, but it's always interesting when CNN does it because the high, I like the highlights afterwards, the way they spin it uh-huh. and and they take some of the that some of the uh, comments out there and make it their own. I, I love that man. It's, <laughs> beautiful. it's beautiful. Yeah,
9: they do that every time.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful media thing, man. And Herman Cain. What's next for Herman Cain, Ken? Uh,
9: Herman Cain has got something called uh, Revolution Solutions or Solutions Revolutions, uh, from what I hear. Uh, He's not going away. He's still going to address the issues of of our country. He's just going to, uh, I guess, go from town to town to city to city, appearing in public forums, talking about it, getting candidates, uh, for public office, whether it's local and state level, aware of them and uh, get people on board and get hopefully, I think, as many candidates for national office on board with his solutions to the nation's problems. So Hurricane is you know, it's unfortunate that he had to end his, his campaign the way he did uh, under those circumstances, but he's, he's not going away. Uh, he's definitely going to be out there. He's going to be a part of the debate uh, for a long time.
2: Wow. Herman Cain, uh, that was a man. I don't think I've ever seen a meltdown campaign that had that most me- that much momentum at one point in my life. I mean, his momentum was was high, and it came down as fast as it went up. Man, that was crazy. I've never seen anything like that, that was, in my life.
9: That, that was man. crazy, you know. And uh, it's a, it's unfortunate too. And um, I I do believe that there were people out there who had their sights set on him, you know, because uh, they did not want to see a black conservative on the national level because that would raise too many questions, you know, probably among the black community. They'd probably say, well, maybe we can talk to the GOP about the issues. Maybe we can approach them because we've got Herman Cain here. Um, I think I think that's what a lot of people had in mind, and he was definitely a target, Um and it's unfortunate that his campaign had been the way it did, but he's not going away. You know, he won't have the um, the platform and the status that he did as a presidential candidate. But he's still out
2: there. Well, you know, best wishes to the man. I, I hope uh, I hope he finds his way in there somewhere, man. In in the uh, I don't know in the, in the field of government, helping the American citizens somehow. Because he he was a smart guy. He is a smart guy. He has a lot of issues. A lot of uh, I said a lot of issues. He does have a lot of issues, but he has a lot of yeah. knowledge on the, uh, on the economic and the business side. So I think his insight would definitely Absolutely. help us out there somewhere. Absolutely. He does. Um, can you got, any uh, shout-outs, he... man, we're about to, um, I got to go to a commercial at the halftime and we're going to close the show in about three minutes. So I'm going to want to, if you got any advertisements, anything that you're working on, any shout out, show somebody some love. You got the floor, brother. Uh,
9: appreciate it. Pudgy. Thanks for having me on the show. And, um, for all of you who want to learn for anybody who wants to learn about black- black political history and our heritage, if you're on facebook just just search for black history the g o p in the conversation. be glad to add you to the group and you will learn things you will definitely learn things that you did not learn in school because we're updating we're researching and updating uh information all the time every day. so check it out
2: hey couldn't get it no better than that man and you definitely welcome to the show anytime can we'll have you back later on in the year and uh you know we'll see you around man i know you, you're doing wonderful things we definitely keep in touch so god bless you my absolutely. brother and thanks thanks for coming through absolutely thanks for having me buddy no doubt That's Ken Raymond, folks, holding it down, Forsyth County, Frederick Douglass Foundation, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Ken does big things, man. Look him up on Facebook, K-E-N, Raymond, the way it sounds. If you don't know it, you would never will because I ain't going to spell it out for you. Learn how to spell Raymond. Anyway, KRP Radio Show, man, we're going to close the show in about two minutes. Got to go to commercial, and then we will be closing. Shout out to all the listeners out there. You're listening to the K-I-R-P Radio Show. (coughs) If money tops. I got my masters in communication But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred Ever since
9: I wasn't young and been hungry, it's
2: Paul Bunyan i been so fixed to plumbing, I'm a beast in the game, you run it And if this ain't what you call hip-hop,
3: it must be bungee jumping Each side on my arms, three stripes on my sneakers And even if they slippers, they better be Adidas Wait. <laughs>
4: Remember this number, nine. Remember this number, nine point eight. That's not the time on the shot clock, or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, nine point eight isn't any of those. ounces. And that makes this
8: the life 9.8 ounces is nothing. 9.8 ounces is everything. It's the difference between empty bleachers and packed houses. It's the difference between showing up and taking over. It's the difference between JV stop JV. And VIP, because the difference between nothing and everything is 9.8 ounces. The difference is the Adidas Adidas Crazy Light. The lightest ever. Available at Foot Locker.
2: For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. That's Allen's Trucking, LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC, out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919 426 five four five five again nine one nine four two six five four five five if you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time make sure you contact Allen's trucking LLC Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, Sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of Eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336 214 6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet, that's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Coppett at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget
6: the reason for the season. C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament.
2: Welcome back to the KIRP radio show, folks. Sports real quick. Y'all ain't going to believe this, man. Guess who's in the playoffs? Y'all don't know? Praise the Lord. Tim Tebow is in the playoffs, folks. Shout out to Tim Tebow wild card playoff game they beat pittsburgh final overtime 29 denver 23 pittsburgh if that ain't a miracle y'all with that bad offense that denver has i don't know what it is man i Shout out to Tim Tebow, man. It was a thriller in Manila for those guys. Pittsburgh 23, Denver 29. As Tebow shocks the Steelers on the first overtime play. Make sure you go to ESPN.go.com for your sports score. This sports report is brought to you by SoundChew.com. Also in the playoffs today in overtime. I'm sorry, not in overtime. Final New York Giants 24, Atlanta 2? How'd they get 2? Atlanta, two points, man. Uh, The G-Men are in the playoffs, folks. And uh, I would say that would have been a great game, but I guess it wasn't a great game. Also, today was another beatdown. Houston 31, Cincinnati 10 as Pac-Man Jones gets burnt. And, you know, Pac-Man Jones, man, should never, like, he shouldn't even be in the NFL. But shout out to Pac-Man Jones, man, on his fifth, sixth, or seventh chance that they gave him. You know, he kept messing up. He's back. and uh, But they were not victorious today. Houston is in the playoffs, and they will be doing their thing. 31-10 to over Cincinnati. Now, another wild card game that we never thought it, it would even come to this, but Detroit had to play New Orleans. Now, if anybody know about football, if anybody was watching football, Detroit started out on a tangent. It should never came to a wild card playoff game. But anyway, Detroit takes a l L to the red hot Drew Brees, who once again puts up 40 plus points on the board, 45 to 28 New Orleans, as Drew Brees and Cole got busy, held it down to there. Drew Brees could not be stopped. I, I think that's probably I think he's going to be the NFL MVP, man. I, I'm, I'm not real sure. But I think it's pretty much a lot. For a while, it was was talks that it'd be a toss-up between Drew, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. But Brees is 33 for 43, 466 yards, and three touchdowns. Another highlight of the evening, Aaron Foster for Houston. The running back, 24 carries, 153 yards, two touchdowns. He showed out. Anyway, that's the Sports Report, man, brought to you by... Soundchew.com, your most prolific online website, media entertainment website on the web. Soundchew.com offers what all the major record labels would offer, which is spends, playtime, attention, and love from your fans out there. So if you want to connect or if you got the talent you think and you want fans to connect with you, make sure you log on to Soundchew.com, the most prolific entertainment website there is online. There it is, folks. That's your sports scores for this afternoon, and the playoffs is here. So all you football fanatics out there, I know you guys are loving it. The NBA is back. The NFL is back. The playoffs right now, the the uh, uh, the GOP, another GOP uh, uh, thingy. I can't even think straight right now. Another GOP uh, debate is on. So I know a lot of you guys are looking at that too, and uh, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe you're looking at it, maybe you're not. If you, I hope you're looking at it with the volume down, and you're listening to your boy, but if you're not, it is what it is. I got to give some love to my man, Zoe Rachel, who will also be coming back on the show sometime soon. I don't know. We got to work it out. But he's got a book coming out, and I, I want you guys to look out for that book. And uh, the name of it is Weapon of Ass Destruction, and that's A.S.S. Like he said, I don't want you guys thinking that it's a-, a bad word or something. So it's Weapons of Ass Destruction, and he refers to the-, the donkey. And you guys know what I'm talking about, man. You you political nuts on here and so you guys get it. Um, look him up on Facebook. Excuse me. Look him up on Facebook and look him up on Twitter at Afonso Rachelle. And uh, on either site, you'll find him out there. You can also log on to Macho dot com or PJTV. He also has a show on PJTC called zone Nation. Uh, if you go to if you go to our Facebook site, we've got a, a lot of his excerpts or some some of his uh, small. Just a, just a small clip of some of his shows. So you guys check that out. You can log on to Facebook.com slash K-I-R-P Radio Show and get some of that. You can also hit us up. If you guys have been listening via phone, you can check us out on iTunes now. If you got the iPhone or the, the Apple TV or whatever you got, you know, something, you know, check us out. We're on iTunes. And uh, check out podcast slash or podcast search K-I-R-P Radio Show And it's all free, man. You just log on there. It's just like listening to the radio station. You tune in the channel when you find it on lock there. And uh, we're also in D.C. Shout out to our D.C. and our Los Angeles affiliates. We're on live in both states tonight, baby. Like a big dog. Shout out to Adidas making that happen for us. Anyway, <laughs> um, shout out to all my people out there in D.C., WMMG family, 530 through 1600 a.m. I know it's a little fuzzy. Folks, y'all can save the emails. It's not a huge watt radio station. I get it. It's a community radio show station. And uh, by the grace of God, they play our show, so shout-out to you guys out there. And in L.A., you folks that are listening live, which don't happen very much, but it seems to be happening more and more and more. Shout-out to you guys. You probably hear me clearly out there, and I really appreciate you um, holding us down. As always, coming through, uh, a lot of listeners tonight. We got a lot of phone calls tonight, a lot of different things going on tonight. I got another caller. Let me take this last caller of the evening right here. Let me see. Oh, we got four. Let's see. We gonna Let's take our two, five, two. 252, you're on the air with Pudgy, what's up? Hello. Hello. Hello? Can't hear you. Alright, let's go to uh let's go to another NC. 336. You're on the Air with Pudgy. Uh last three digits, eight oh two. There's a there's a few three three sixes on the air. You on the Air with Pudgy, what's up? Yo. 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 Hello. I heard a little bit of it. They said yo. 336, going once. 802, going twice. So, 336, it's not on the air, this. I thought I recognized that Hello. voice. May, oh, I got somebody. Hello. Sounds like my man Rashad Woods. I don't know what's going on. I can't hear him. CFO, CEO, sorry, co-chairman of the uh, I Love Being a Black Father group that we both hold, that we both have have started. Uh, it's a movement. It's not even a group. It's not just a Facebook page. It's a movement. It's something we do, and uh, something we hold near and dear to our hearts. And things that we work on, uh, collectively. Some some things that we're doing that we feel like is necessary for the community out here. And uh, you know, that's my man. That's what we do. We rock on that together. So if you're on Facebook, you can check that out too. Facebook.com/slash I love being a black father. Listen, it's not alienating anybody. for something like that in the black community. I don't know for a fact if there's a need in white, Asian, or other communities. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that there is, okay? I'm pretty sure that there is. But I'm speaking for this one, okay? This is what I'm attached to. This is something that I realize has been a problem for a a, a number of years that people just don't want to talk about because they don't want to step on any toes. So I think there's a need for something like I love being a black father movement in the black community. You know, I think it's very important that people realize that you, yes, even though maybe you're not with the mother. And this is for any community, by the way. I call it that so I can touch that community. But it's really for any community out there. But listen, I think that you can be a father outside of the household. We promote you being inside of the household. We feel like that's something very near and dear. It's something that needed It's something that every every kid should have two parents if possible uh uh, uh, their mother and their father in the household let me correct that i feel like personally every every kid should have a mother and a father in the household and if you can't you know it is what it is but if you are a father or a mother that's away from your child you know please 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 be instrumental in their lives Please attach yourselves to these kids, even from afar. It's not all about monetary things. Even if you don't have the money, you got to get to the point where you're calling that child, you're visiting, if possible, on a regular basis. But you can't go weeks and weeks and weeks without speaking to your kids, without touching bases with your kids, without being responding to your kids and not knowing what's going on. And you know, get a get a a phone or a prepaid phone. I don't care if you got one of those Obama phones, but do whatever you got to do. To take care of your kids and to be in those kids' lives, and and the more you come around, and the more you you're you're actually in their lives, the guardian or the parent that they live with, they understand that you're not going to come every time with something. But you know, when you haven't been around for a long time, and then you come around all of a sudden, one would think that hey, you know, you're going to come with a gift or an explanation, even. Or I mean, it's it's almost unfortunately, it's almost uh uh uh. uh I don't know. It's, it's almost necessary when you haven't been around and you miss the holidays and the Christmas and, the, you know, all these other other these birthdays and all these other events. It, it, it's natural to think that, you know, when your child's father or, or mother is going to come around, they're going to have something, some, you know, maybe not. I don't know, something, you know, if you haven't been around, and you haven't given anything, you haven't haven't been involved. You, rightfully so, you should come with something. But my point is, you got to get to the point where you're involved All the time. So it's not expected that, okay, because he missed the birthday, he needs to bring this. Or because he missed Christmas, he needs to bring this. Or because he missed the graduation, he needs to bring this. It has to get to the point where it's on a regular basis, where you're always in touch, and you're always doing things, and you're always showing that child the necessary love that they need. And uh, that's what we're all about at I Love Being a Black Father. We're promoting nothing but positive growth and positive health and, and spirituality, man. You know, all no no religion is excluded okay no people is excluded no race is excluded that title was very necessary to grab black fathers i felt like and to grab black mothers who are going through these things and there are far more black fathers that are out of the households than any other community as far as the stats that we've looked at so hey being the man that i am And what was given to me on my heart and my man Rashad, this is what we set out to do to unite some of these families and talk about some of these things and, and, and show some love and promote, you know, some positive growth with folks who are going through these things. So that's what we do. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta give another shout out to my man Zoe for coming on the air. And I gotta give a BIG shout out to my man, Ken Raymond for coming on and rocking with us. Those are two very, very extremely intelligent gentlemen uh uh they they have they have they share some views with me. Uh we may not agree on every single thing, but these guys are awesome, man. They definitely hold it down. These are uh uh great Americans. They do what they can do on this conservative movement and that's what it's all about, putting the truth out there, putting expl- explanations out there with the with the trickery that you hear, you know what I mean? Putting the truth to all the social things that we hear in the social media and and the TV and You know, these movies and, you know, so many different things that we hear, man, that's just not truth. So, you know, I I commend these guys for putting the truth out there and and for being patriots and being fighters in this movement that I call the conservative right movement. You know, it is what it is. Uh, One thing you guys got to remember is that all Republicans aren't right. All Democrats aren't right. All conservatives aren't right. All liberals aren't right. Nobody is 100 percent right. And I always say that I know I'm offensive. I know I offend people. But one thing that I won't alienate from is my belief in Christ. And anything that I stand on, I stand on it on the basis of God almighty, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. That's what I stand on. So if I don't agree with somebody like the way I don't agree with our president, which I'm not trying to run in the ground because it's not all about President Obama, it's not. If I don't agree with him, it's probably because of his principles and some of the things that he stands for aren't biblical, outright aren't biblical whatsoever. Or his views may be socialist or Marxist, which I happen to think some of them are. It is what it is. It's 2012. I ain't holding back from nobody. I don't care who don't like it. The truth going to set me free. I hope the truth sets you free. And it is what it is, man. If you don't like it too bad, you still B.I.G. in my book. Also giving a B.I.G. shout out to our new sponsors and and the folks that are running ads with us. Folks, if you have a business, check this out. You're going to love this. If you have a business or if it's something you want to promote or an event that's coming up or or anything of any above, anything close, hit us up. KIRPradio at gmail.com. Either Marcy will get with you. I'll get with you. John will get with you. Nikki, somebody will get back with you about setting up an ad. We will produce the ad if you can't produce your own ad. Uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more. But for $15 per month, you can run the ad to at least 212,000 listeners on the KRP radio show. And it's all repeat, man. The radio stations have nothing to do with this. This is total WMMG. It's totally my brand, my company, KRP radio show. We run these ads. We'll spend them how many times you like. You know, we'll set that up. When we set the account up, but for $15 a month, you can't beat that. And it goes out to a large, a huge variety of people. And I hope that you guys are looking to that. So make sure you hit us up, give us a, uh, shoot us an email at radio at gmail.com. We'll produce that. If you're in North Carolina. So, you know, let us know, man, we can work that out. I want to give a special shout out to my man, Chris Phillips and his book, Takeover Liberalism in America, expressions of a conservative. My man Chris Phillips in our Greensboro, North Carolina, who ran for mayor over there. And, uh, you know, he was running for mayor. And, and I think Chris did a great job, you know. Um, it just so happened he didn't win. But, you know, hey, that's what it's all about, man, getting good people, you know, people who really believe in God, who believe in Christ out there, getting them out there to to run for office so they can speak on some of the things that we appreciate some of the things that we stand for we're all trying to correct our lives folks we're all trying to live righteous we're all trying to do things right so it always helps when we get people who who believe in the same things that we believe in and, and even if you don't win you know if you gave it your best shot and you put more truth out there and you won more souls that's what it's all that's what it's all about that's what's more important because this job is bigger than just the political aspect of it you know we're trying to win souls over man this is a soul mission for For all the negative things that I do and and all the bad things that I encounter and all the things that I've experienced, that's one thing that we can't alienate and that's one thing I know that holds true. This is a soul mission. I I know times when uh, I was doing work in the music industry where I've been in the club praying, and I, I'm i not ashamed to say that, man. I've been in the club repenting for my sins, like, God, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I I know I shouldn't be here, and it's not right, and I'm, I got this drink in my hand, and let me put it down. Don't let the things that you do consume you in thinking that you can fall short of the glory, because it's not all about the things that you do. It's not. The relationship with God that you establish is ultimate it's very important and those things that you do will fall off like fat you'll get rid of them folks i promise you but the first step the first thing you got to do is you got to accept them in your heart and i I ain't turning in i'm not preaching but it is what it is it's on my heart to say it so dag on it i'm gonna say it but you got to accept them in your heart you got to understand that christ died for your sins and you got to believe in that so listen it's not all about what you do don't wait to put those things down before you go to God. Don't wait to put those things down before you move forward with your with your soul mission. Because this thing is true. This thing is real. You can't wait until you put all these things down and then just assume, okay, I'm ready now. Because, you know, your time might be up before then. You got to get right now and let those things go away. You got to be willing to let those things go. Now, it's not you can't tell yourself that, oh, I can keep doing this and serve God at the same time because the two don't mix. So if you're willing to let them go when you take care of the first few steps and you're willing to learn and you start working and you start understanding those things that you do that you don't like, that you know are wrong, those things will fall off just as sure as Christ died for our sins. If you believe that, folks, and you believe it in your heart and you take that and you strive for that, those things you will do. And another thing I got to say to all my Christian folks out there, all my people who believe in Christ, whether you whether you call yourself the traditional Christian or not, another thing I got to say to you guys is stop telling people that I'm not perfect. Stop telling people that I can't be perfect. Stop arguing with people that you just want me to be perfect. That's not, a, that's not an argument because God, Christ wants you to be perfect. You can't forget that. You can't forget that being Christ-like was the ultimate or is the ultimate. Being Christ-like means being perfection-like, being perfect-like, okay, because Christ was perfect. So we have to strive for perfection and stop giving people the glory on saying that I'm not perfect because that's not the way that we need to go. We got to start encouraging each other and start telling people that, yes, today I was perfect. Today I was Christ-like. That's right. That's the, these are the things that we have to move towards, man, because listen, our, our crowns aren't here. Our crowns are wait for us in heaven, okay? That's our ultimate. That's our goal. So if we don't strive for perfection, what are you striving for? I mean, really think about it. If you're not striving for perfection, what are you really striving for? If you're a follower of Christ, what are you really following? What are you really striving for? Are you striving to tell somebody that I'm not perfect? I mean, it's a given that you're not going to do every single thing right, but we got to strive for perfection. I believe that we can be perfect because every single day that we live, every single day that we're blessed to see and wake up to a new life is a new life. Every single time we go to sleep, we are died, we are dead. You can forget about it. You can forget about it. You're not walking around. You're not functioning. Your body is in a dormant state. You are asleep. And th- by the grace of God, you will arrive the next day. You get to see the morning sunshine once again. So at that day, when you stand on your feet and you say, Lord, I thank you for me living. I thank you for the understanding that you gave me and the truth that you put in me. I thank you for bringing me alive this day, Lord, to do your work. That's a new life, folks. So you got to treat it like a new life. And if I don't know if I don't know anything, I know this, man. If you done wrong yesterday, and you repented for that, and you were sincere about it, God loves you, man. God loves you. So we got to keep going, man. We got to keep going. We got to keep striving for perfection. We can be perfect. Every day is a new day. Every day is a new life. We got to do what we do. Proverbs 13 to 10 says, pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. So, Take this advice, man, and, and hold it near and dear to your heart. If you don't think it's true, pray on it, you know, and and do what you can do, man. But you got to be willing to let go of some of that pride because pride will kill you. Pride will take you away from here just as quick as, as, as putting a gun to your own head and pulling the trigger. Pride is stronger than that. You know, pride is something that will take you off of here. So it is what it is, man. You guys got to believe. You got to have faith. And you got to know that, you know, where you're headed is the way to go don't don't contradict your belief for anybody don't think the way that you're headed is not the way to go don't think that the kingdom in heaven is not the ultimate goal because it is despite what anybody say that's what I believe and I will hold in my heart until I leave here you know so anyway man thanks for listening to the krp radio show it uh it is five minutes tilled on a lot of you guys clocks but because we're broadcasting live we got to quit the show in uh, about 30 seconds or I'm sorry about 50 seconds so I appreciate you guys listening to the show next week Next week, we'll be right back. Uh, Same time, same place. Uh, we're not on the air live, so next week it'll be 8 p.m. Make sure you check us out. Appreciate you guys listening to the KRP Radio Show. Don't forget, we're on iTunes now, baby. Hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, all over the place. I appreciate you guys. And one love. Same time, same place next week. Don't forget to show some love to our listeners who came on the show, Alfonso Rochelle and my man Ken Raymond. Find them on Facebook. I appreciate you guys for rocking with me. You are B-I-G in my book. One love. K I R P r r p Real gon'
3: recognize,
0: real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real real only gon' recognize. Still, I recognize with like we always do with this time. I go
1: for mine, I get the shine. Now